small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm Kyle Dotson. I'm Dave Hansen. I'm Ron Hansen. And those are the Hansen brothers, not to be confused with the Hansen brothers from Slapshot, the hockey guys that put on the foil. Or the, or the singers. Old time hockey. Or the singers. Umbop, at the time of this record, mm-hmm. is 20 years old. Which means it's now 20 years since I've hated Umbop. Should they make, remake uh, Slapshot with the Hanson Brothers? <laughs> now, you know what? That would be a good yes. Saturday Night Live sketch. Yes, they need to do that. <laughs> that would be a good Saturday Night Live sketch if the people that That'll be Saturday on Jimmy Night Fallon Live. next week. That'll be on Fallon, yeah. And then he'll recreate <laughs> a, a, a video from the band we're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> um, so anyway, Dave and Ron Hanson are here. Dave was here last year. He won Smile Train Auction. Brought his brother Ron along. Dave did such a good job, and Ron was such a good guy that I said, hey, the next time you guys are in town, let's do a Queen episode, since Queen's your favorite band. And the next day, they were here. They'd never left. And I said, guys, it's too soon. Uh, but Queen's in my top five bands, for sure. It's, uh, it's exactly what I like in a band. I like when there's just bass, drums, guitar, and vocals. And then, you know, if your vocalist plays a little keyboard or plays a rhythm guitar, that's cool. But I love a four-piece. I just think that's, you know, U2, Cheap Trick, The Who. I just like that. Van Halen. Zeppelin, yeah. Zeppelin, yeah. That's just, that's the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I just like that. There's no fat. It's just... There's no fat. Nope. Everyone has to, everyone has to shine. Everyone has mm-hmm. to be great at whatever their instrument is. And uh, that's what I love. I even hate when I go see these bands that are... Um, Originally four-piece bands. I don't like it. Don't augment it. I don't want to see a bunch of people up there with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why uh, U2 is still just the four of them that I can see, unless yeah, they have true. people underneath the stage. Right. Cheap Trick sometimes has a keyboard player, but in recent years, nope, just the four of them. So uh, that's what I like. And I don't think Queen ever... I mean, now the touring edition of Queen, they, they flesh it out a little bit. Uh, starting with the Hot Space Tour, they had a keyboardist... And is it the same keyboardist that they uh, have now? It uh, Starting with the works tour, it was. They had a guy named Morgan Fisher mm-hmm. on the Hot Space tour. And then since then, it's been Spike Edney. Spike Edney. That's the name that yep. I know. A uh, couple uh, little thing about uh, the Queen fans at the table. Kyle, you like Queen also. I do. Um, we've never seen Freddie live. Uh, you guys saw Paul Rogers. I saw Adam Lambert. We've seen... Roger, we've seen Brian, we've, but we've never seen Freddie, and we've never seen John Deacon either, because he doesn't doesn't right. have anything to do with the uh, touring anymore. He's retired. Yep. So tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to get into these albums. We're going to go front to back, no, top to bottom. Yeah. That's what I was told. Some some couple of assholes told me that when it's an album, you say top to bottom, and when it's a book, you go front to back. Book might be cover to cover. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're right. Uh, so, uh, Queen's got 15 studio albums, and we're going to start with the first studio album, which is called Queen. How'd they get that name? Bands do that. I don't know how they got their name. Did they just take it from the Queen? Or was it, was it innuendo because of Freddie being, uh, homosexual or? I, I think it, I think the story is it was just Freddie wanted a nice 
regal sounding mm-hmm. name, and they just picked Queen. They it, just they just drew out of a deck, and that's what they got. <laughs> it is. They were almost called two, <laughs> two of clubs, <laughs> two of clubs. Um, but Queen is. It's like uh, first of all, I love bands that have just one word as the name. I really like that mm-hmm. too. And I think that was part of it too. They were like, you know, their interviews where I don't know it's if it's true or not, mm-hmm. but they're saying. They wanted something that was simple that a lot of people knew, you know. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, Kiss is a is is a, is a simple name, mm-hmm. but it's perfect. Yeah. And you get a logo, and Queen's got a cool logo. Mm-hmm. Couple of them. You're right, a couple logos. But uh, this album, first album, Queen, came out in 1973. Kyle, how long? How many years ago was that? That was years 44 ago? years ago. 44 years ago. <laughs> oh my God! This is uh, produced by Queen. A guy named John Anthony, who I do not know, and uh, a fella named Roy Thomas Baker, who will play uh, play into. He would be probably the fifth member of Queen, kind of in the early yeah. days, don't Definitely. you think? Yeah, Definitely, kind of they're George early. Martin. Yeah, yeah they're George Martin yeah. up until synthesizers come in. Um, no, actually. Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, it was after Night at the Opera. They did. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, they used their engineer or his engineer mm-hmm. and produced them themselves. And then he came back for jazz. Yes, you're right. And then nothing else. Correct. Mm-hmm. Then he worked with the Cars. Everybody else. Foreigner. And he worked with yeah, Alice he's Cooper. Still doing okay. Yeah. yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Most recently, he worked with The Darkness. All right. So this album came out. I'm reading July 13th, 1973. This has ten tracks on it. And let's hear some songs. Let's start. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. Dave first. We don't know what we. You guys don't even know each other's playlist, do you? I have an idea. Okay. You're brothers. We talked about not, you know. I told you to sit separately on the plane. Did you not do that? <laughs> Did you sit together, guys? We sat together. I'm All sorry. Right. So, Dave, we're going to start with you. And again, we, I don't know what they're going to play, so I don't know if we have crossovers or what, but here we go. So I started with uh, their opening song, the opening album from Keep Yourself Alive, starting, you know, kind of halfway in. All right, that's unbelievable. That's a great way to start a career. That's a great way to start a career. That song's written by Brian May. Mm-hmm. We have to note that every single member of Queen writes songs. They kind of don't write together in the early days. Yeah. They all bring their separate songs. And it's not like, um, I mean, you might have a favorite songwriter of the four of them, but they all bring it and they all have hits. It's mm-hmm. not like, mm-hmm. oh, Freddie wrote all the hits. No, they all wrote yeah. hit songs. And this one was uh, written by Brian May. And we heard Roger sing on there. Again, three of the four sing lead. Yep. Yeah. Did, did John sing he, at all? Some think, backup yeah. vocals, but even that is suspect. Yeah. yeah. Well, he must not have been able to sing. Or he just didn't care to. I mean, it doesn't stop Peter Chris, but I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great way to start the show. Keep yourself alive. What do you got, Ron? 
Um, I've got uh, one of the middle tracks, uh, Freddie's kind of magnum opus for the album. Um, kind of gives you an idea of what's to come with uh, other songs. Okay. I think this is one comes in at six minutes and change, so um, not exactly a single. Single, by no. Any chance, by any, but they made a video for it the same day that they made the video for Keep Yourself Alive, so you know, who knows what they were thinking. Um, we're going to start at about 121 just to get a taste of the song and then another time cue for a little bit later. Sin, dear father, father, I have sinned. Try and help me, father. Won't you let me in? Then yeah, if you want to go to four or fifty-five, it's just after the um, kind of guitar breakdown, and they go uh, with a little bass run right into the finale of the song. It's just really great. That's an excellent choice. That was also my song. Oh. I also chose Liar. That's one I was going to choose, too. <laughs> I love that song so Yeah, much. that's a great song. Uh, I, I don't know that I... Do, I think I like everything on this album pretty much. I love Jesus. Yeah. I put that on uh, Christmas mixes when I make it. <laughs> I do. Um, and then it's got a, uh, there's a B side too, Mad the Swine. Yeah, it's a like, great little song. Yeah, that's a great song. Why mm-hmm. do you, it's, I always, I always find it weird. Like when, why don't they just throw that on there too? Yeah. 11 songs in my iTunes. I haven't listed it's mm-hmm. track 11 as yeah. if it's right. there. All right. This album sold. It went gold in the U S and in the UK. It says worldwide sell, sales are 1 million plus as of whenever this information was, <laughs> was documented. Great debut. Yeah. Let's move it on. Queen 2. Again, where did they come up with it? <laughs> uh, oh, I know what I want to talk about. The album cover for Queen 1. Classic. First of all, I'm going to say, I don't think, and, and you guys might disagree as we move on, I don't think Queen has a bad album cover. Cover art. I'd have to mm-hmm. agree. I think every one yeah. is, is, is cool. I like them all. Mm-hmm. Um, Queen 2 has, uh, it's iconic now because they use this image in a, in a video for, um, Bohemian Rhapsody, but it's the, uh, it's the image of the four of them. How do you, 
the black and white image. How do you describe that, Kyle? Help a I mean, it's just like their their faces and um and then hands, but like it's just all they're all dressed in black and it's black, yeah. so it's kind of. And they got the Queen logo there, and then they got the two. Yeah. All right, let's move it on. This album came out in March uh, of 1974. Queen two. What do you got for us? So I've got something from the second side because right. you know this was broken up. It had a white side and a black side. Yeah, you're right. I don't think they even had side one, side two. No, white side, white and side, black, black side. side. So the white side was primarily Brian May, and then Freddie Mercury did most of the black side. And I've got you know similar. Freddie was trying to come up with a magnum opus the entire time, <laughs> and. This is the one from Queen 2 is March of the Black Queen. Excellent. It had to be so tough to record you know, or engineer for those guys. Because especially in the early days, they weren't doing any synthesizers. Yep. So it was just layer upon layer upon layer. I think they call that multi-tracking. Is that what it is? Is it multi-tracking? No, because I think they were doing it on the same tape. Yeah, there's like... Oh, I see what you guys yeah, are saying. I've heard yeah. interviews where you know the oxide was worn off. How would that work, though? Because I thought when you recorded... Like when we had cassette players, we would record on the tape. And then when you record again, you would record over what you recorded before. Were they able to lay stuff down on top of that same yeah. tape? Yeah, that's what they that's what they were doing. What kind of tape were they using? I don't. It's probably it's expensive and very expensive, Kyle. Special for them. <laughs> special tape. How many people do you think bought Queen Two based on the Bohemian Rhapsody video and then got home and realized that that song's not on there? I don't know. That's interesting. You know what I mean? Like you would think. Like, oh, I know oh, what you mean. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. So you mean Bohemian Rhapsody comes out, and then they, then they, they, they go, and they go to the record store, and they refuse to read <laughs> the you, back of the album cover. And people they just, are dumb. People are dumb. You're right. They don't say Galileo on this album once. What? Damn it! We're sitting there, and they're like, Roy Thomas Baker's involved with helping out in the production again on this mm-hmm. one. And uh, what do you got for us, Ron? Um, I've got one from the white side. Oh, well, look at that. Well, that's good because that means I'll get to play my song. Oh, perfect. Because <laughs> my song's also from the black side. Um, this is a Brian May um, track. It's called White Queen and parenthetically As It Began. Um, is this a concept album of some type that I'm not getting the story? About, about chess. Oh, well, look. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it is. It might be. All right. Because, yeah, I've never quite understood... The you know there was definitely a concept there somewhere, but it was never clear cut to me anyway. Yeah, me neither. Mm-hmm. All right, let's hear it.
yeah, just a lot of shade, you know. Yep, sounds good. It's very classical, of probably the most classically sounding of all their albums, I'd say. Queen always had great production. You know, some bands, like the sometimes the first couple albums, they don't know what what's going on. You mm-hmm. know, listen to those first uh, three Kiss albums. It sounded like they were recorded oh. in a, a mm-hmm. bathroom at a rest stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can compare Queen with uh, Kiss, right? Yeah. Right in the same wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay, my song is from The Black Side. This has always been the only... R- song that really really grabbed me off of queen 2 i have to say queen 2 is the album that does not get played hardly ever for me everything else this is the one i'm not going to say i don't like it i just it's the one that i like least Mm -hmm. but i do like the opening track on the black side this is ogre battle Yeah, I love that tune. Yeah. Well, I, I love the album. You that, do love it. It's probably do. my second favorite album. Wow. Yeah. Do you want to tell us what your first it is? Or wait Queen, till we get... Queen 2, Sheer Heart Attack. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you want to tell us your favorite now or later? We can save it. Okay, let's save it. Uh, Ron, how are you with Queen 2? I really enjoy it, but for me, it took... I was reticent mm-hmm. at first because, you know, as a you know younger kid buying that album, I think it was the one I bought last... Yeah, because there was only one single on it. Seven Seas of Rye, right? Right, yeah. right. And all the songs are you know seven minutes long mm-hmm. and start quiet and bored. You know, it's not. Re- it doesn't reach out and grab you. Right? There's no hit on it. That's just, there's a single yeah, right. on it, but there's no hit. Yeah, right. So it's the one. But it's when you if you just you know let go of all that and just listen to it. You know, it's then you think of all of the production that right. went into it. You're like, how did they do? Any of it. Well, for me, the next album now is an, uh, just a crazy step up from Queen 2 for me because I love the album called Sheer Heart Attack. Also released in 74. Two albums in 74. Mm-hmm. That's how they used to do it, kids. And with that, actually, they had um, a lot of Queen 2 written for quite a while because mm-hmm. it took so long for them to get a record contract between like John Deacon joining the band in 71 so they were playing a lot of that Queen 2 stuff for quite a while. So um, I know they had um, a lot of it because, you know, they had a lot to deal with with the Queen or with the sheer heart attack with Brian contracting hepatitis on the tour in between releases. And, you know, he talks about writing a lot of the stuff in the hospital and <laughs> just crazy. And so sheer heart attack then again. Now this one, it's just Roy Thomas Baker and Queen mm-hmm. listed as producer. This album just, this is so, this album is great. Like, this is the one I tell a lot of people, I go, oh, start with this one. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one to start with. It's just, uh, I just love this uh, top to bottom. First one with the John Deacon song, too. Yes, you are right. First one with the John Deacon song, and a great John Deacon song. What are are you going to start with? This was a hard one for me to pick a song from. I, I was like... 
I'm going to start with the last song on the album, which was, I think it was how they used to close their, their, uh, their concerts at the time. It was their, their final act, you know, instead of what they ended up landing on as a closer every time. So this was Lap of the Gods Revisited. I'm going to backtrack a second on Queen 2. Uh, Seven Caesar Eye did go to number 10 in the UK. Yeah. So that's a, that's a UK hit. No US hit, but mm-hmm. just wanted to. So Because yeah. you know there's someone listening right now. It's like, um, I think you were wrong about the... They're driving in a ditch. Just <laughs> furious. Uh, I'm, I'm going to write an angry review on iTunes because you did not know that that was a top 10 hit in the UK. Well, I think you're safe because that guy's sitting on your right hand side. <laughs> <laughs> why, didn't you, why didn't you stop me? <laughs> Uh, Lap of the Gods. I wouldn't. I would have not cho- chosen that one off this album because there's so many songs I personally like better. For me, it was you know it's a great example of the first you know kind of anthemic thing. That yeah, they did. the first attempt of Freddie writing a mm-hmm. song designed to get a crowd going, going and singing along. You know, it became one of his you know one of his greatest gifts is being able to just control an audience like that. And this was his you know, first attempt to really do that. All you have to do is watch uh, Live Aid. Yeah. Absolutely. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. We've talked about it here so many times. I think Murray brings it up every time he's on mm-hmm. the show. But um, that's why we love you, Murray. But yeah, arguably the best band of the day. Oh, yeah. I don't know who had to follow. Kyle, check it. Check, find out who had to follow Queen that day. Okay. Probably, because the only bands that could do it would be Twisted Sister, Wasp, <laughs> Quiet Riot. Uh, yeah. If we're looking up the order, I want to. Because they probably would have gone to the U.S. feed for the next band while they switched over stages in yeah. London. Then when they came back after Queen was there, the place was empty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this would be in London. Who followed Queen in London? Okay. Well, here, here are the set lists. So it, would be, it was Queen and then David Bowie. Oh, okay. And then The Who. Okay. And then, and then Elton John and then Freddie and Brian came back out. Okay. And then McCartney and everyone. All right. Okay. They put together a fine. And then Band Aid. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm sure David Bowie was still like. But do, do you want to bring it? Who, who, who came after them in. When they cut back to the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me know this. The power station, with without, and Rob, then the Thompson, and then the Thompson twins. No, because was, was that one where Michael was? It was Michael Debar. Yeah. yeah. So and look, if they recorded an album with Michael Debar, or if they started with Michael Debar as the power station, uh, and Michael Debar has been on the show, he's been always been very nice to me, but he's just so different from Robert Palmer. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's a very different singer. 
so I can't even, I'm, I'm going to have to look up later and, and hear what those songs sounded like because I can't imagine that those songs sounded anywhere the same. Yeah, I don't know. With, uh, with him. So, all right. Um, well, in London, they had, they, they, the set was good. Yeah. That yeah. was good. Who's going to follow Queen? Bowie? Okay. <laughs> all right. What's your song off Sheer Heart Attack? Um, well, with Sheer Heart Attack, um, you know, for those of you who don't know too much on Queen history, by sheer heart attack, they were all kind of fed up with their management. They had been signed to a management deal uh, instead of a record deal, and they kind of ruled with an, you know, with an iron fist. You know, Roger Taylor would be reprimanded for breaking drumsticks because they were too expensive. Meanwhile, Jesus. those man, meanwhile those managers were buying their second Rolls Royce, and you know. I feel like managers are always great. Yeah. Oh yeah, and of they course always have. The, mm-hmm. And of course, that manager um, had his own side of the story, and I think he um, put out a book a couple of years ago. He's like, look, what he keeps breaking drumsticks. I can't drive. That's right. I have to drive the other Rolls Royce. Forget about <laughs> right. it. But anyway, um, this isn't explicitly <laughs> about him, but I. I've always kind of thought that it is. Um, Are you going to play the song called Fuck You, Manager? <laughs> <laughs> Revisited, yes. Revisited. Um, this is called Flick of the Wrist. Such a great song. Great. And it just that intro it reminds you of how well Freddie was on the piano, not mm-hmm. just, you know, like with something like Seven Seas of Rye where he's just, you know, going at full speed, but there's a lot of rhythm. No, he's know. definitely, I mean, he's mm-hmm. he was the front man. You don't want Freddie to sit behind the piano for a whole show like Elton does or, right. or Billy Joel does because he's he's yeah, too dynamic. Too dynamic. Perfect. Well, and also with Brian May and John Deacon there, mm-hmm. you don't need somebody else, you know, plunking out the melody. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but he was an, an excellent piano player. Yep. Like, excellent. It wasn't like, I'll try to play a little for this song. No, listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And there's uh, such amazing songs on here. Killer Queen, mm. Brighton Rock, Now I'm Here, Stone Cold Crazy. I mean... And, and I didn't yeah. even pick one. We none of us picked those, right. no. Because my song is one written by Roger Taylor, and this is Tenement Funster. This was going to be. This was my second choice. <laughs> I got away with the girls on my block, trying my best to be a real 
So good. Just such a jam. Oh, yeah. Uh, the album cover for this, it, it, to me, it looks as if they um, they just got off stage after playing like the hardest rocking show they've ever played, mm-hmm. and they just collapse in a pile together. Yeah. You know, because they're just all, if I described it as they're all <laughs> lying on top of each other sweaty, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's not like that. They're just, uh, and the looks on their faces are just like they're just spent yeah. mm-hmm. from fucking. No, right. Just yeah, it didn't, didn't do any favors with the questions about sexuality. But well, right. they all had hep. <laughs> they so, all had hep. Right. That's what passed out. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian looks a little yellow on this cover. Now, for me, uh, as far as again, as far as these first three albums, that's my favorite of these. Across America, BP supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Yeah. Yep. You, you, we all agree then. No. No, you don't agree. No, he'll, no. he'll, no, he'll I'll, defend I'll, number two. I'll, still I'll fight, fight for, for two. Queen too. Well, I'm not going to fight you. I'm just, right. it's a, just a personal opinion. That's of the first three. That's my favorite. Oh no, he was going to fight Kyle. Yeah. Oh, okay. You. That's yeah. fine. If we disagree at all tonight, punch Kyle in the face. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll hurt me inside. <laughs> but outside you'll be laughing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> On with the show. All right. Here we go, folks. Here we go. This is, this is the big one. The first big one. Yeah. Night. A night. Don't forget that. Uh, a night at the opera. I was at the opera last night. Were you? Yeah. You were, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Because your girlfriend wanted you to go to that, yeah, right? Yeah, but I enjoyed it a lot. Kyle, were you in shrooms? No. <laughs> How long does the opera last? It was like three hours, but there are oh. two intermissions. It's like hockey. Oh, that gives you twice to escape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like an hour and then a break and then an hour? Yeah, like it was like kind of like an hour, an hour, and then like the last act is like 45 minutes. Now, do you have to wear a suit to the opera? I did. Some people were like, looked like they walked in off the street. Mm, that's this it. is Los Angeles. That is Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. Did um, they, they? You get a snack there? Can you get a churro? We didn't have churros. They had, like, they had like chips and like near a funnel cake. They had like <laughs> chips and like they had taken like gummy worms out of like the package and yeah. put it in like a like a fancier looking like a pile. Like, like a, yeah, like a fancy looking. Uh, it was like a potpourri bag. Oh, I thought you were gonna say they just put it in like a Dixie Riddle cup. <laughs> they just scoop it okay. in your hand. So how much? How much are those gummy worms? It was still like the the price of like them at the movie theater, but uh-huh. they were in like a like if you went to a wedding and they yeah. had gummy. It was super weird. All right. And like rich people were like, Ooh. Mm, well, look at this. Mm, <laughs> I'm exotic. Mm, hooves. <laughs> <laughs> Look what the peasants eat. Ooh, this is adorable. Oh, I can't believe you went to the opera. 
Were tic- opera tickets expensive? No, we were since we're under thirty. It it was thirty dollars. I don't what? know what's this rule. <laughs> it's just called. It's like a thing that the L.A. Opera does. It's like thirty dollars if you're under thirty years old. Because they're trying to get young people I to enjoy so, the yeah. opera. Did you get free tickets through Pop Culture Beast? No. You're not going to review the opera. No. It was good though. All right. What was the what opera did you see? Tosca. That's my favorite. You know, that's <laughs> when we talk opera. That's my favorite. Actually, my favorite opera is Tommy. <laughs> it's a fucking rock opera. Okay, let's get into uh, A Night at the Opera. This is the big album. This, this is what, I mean, this is what broke them wide, right? Yep. Big time. Big time, big time. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Start with Dave. Okay, so I didn't choose a hit. I don't think I really chose many hits at all. I tried to veer away from the hits, too, yeah. because everyone knows the hits. Right. And if there's someone listening to this right now, and they only know the hits, I want them yep. to hear these other songs and go, yep. what the fuck is this? Yeah. I got to go buy that album. Yeah. And this, this is one of those songs for me. This is one of my favorite songs on A Night at the Opera. It's a rare, you know, three, four rock song. Okay. I don't know what that means. It's, you know, <laughs> almost everything is four, four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, you get... There's Manic Depression mm-hmm. is in 3-4. Okay. And that's about it. All right. Um, so Brian May, composition, Sweet Lady. Here's another thing. Um, everyone in Queen writes songs, but it didn't mean if Brian wrote a song, it didn't mean that Brian thought he was the best to sing that song. Right. Because he wrote this song and Freddie sings this song. Yeah. So it, it wasn't like, well, I wrote this song, so this is my song, I'm going to sing it. It was, because it, it was, for me, Queen is like a true band. Yeah. It didn't feel like there was ever infighting. Maybe cre- there's probably some oh, creative yeah. differences. I, and, and I think there was definitely some over you know, what was going to be the B-side and yeah. that kind of stuff. Royalty type stuff. Yeah. yeah. But as far as creatively, and let's get the best thing we can get on the, vi- the yeah. disc. And I think like if there were any fights, it was that. It was, that's not good enough. We need to. That's not good enough. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, and this, this album has so many layers. I mean, well, we'll talk after we hear what songs everyone plays because I don't want to yeah. give anything away. What do you got for us? Um, Ron. Well, this song is definitely about their former manager. Um, this one, I believe, caused a lawsuit. Um, it's called Death on Two Legs. Freddie was... Dedicated to dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. I think it's about Dave Hansen. <laughs> well, Freddie was like a soothsayer or something because that was four years off. So, yeah. anyway. Because, and on Live Killers... It's bleeped. Yeah. I think it, he calls it a bad motherfucker or something like that. Um, can you check that out? I, th- I, think, I, think, we, that I think we looked this we up. We did look it up, time. I think, the last time. 
Uh, I love it that it's I'll, beat I'll though, because you're like, what the fuck did he say? Yeah. Oh, especially in 1979, yeah, where 1979. you'd be like, oh, something. I know. Going on there. Um, sorry. That's okay. Kyle was looking it up. This is what we need him for. I recorded two episodes without you, Kyle. I missed you. Missed you guys too. I needed you. I needed you last night so bad. I was stuck with these four assholes, three assholes. Uh, here we'll play it and I'll read this thing because okay. it's too it's too long. All right, this is the studio version mm-hmm. of Death on Two Legs. Yes. I don't think I'm not sure if we said that or not. <laughs> Is that bass? What is that? What's that making that noise? I think that's Brian's delay effect. Okay. That's such a great song. Yeah, he dedicated it to a real motherfucker of a gentleman. There you go. <laughs> Very elegant in his insults. Oh, re-release "Life Killers" without the bleep. Oh. <laughs> uh, so so far, uh, the band has been recording for four years, and they have, uh, or three years, and they have four albums in three years. That's so great. I used to love when bands would do that That's album insane. tour, album tour, album tour. So for me, on Night at the Opera, I actually chose the aforementioned. 39. This is a Brian May composition, and it's also sung by Brian May. And let's hear a little bit of 39. In the year of 39, assemble here the volunteers. In the days when lands are few, hear the ships held out into the blue and sunny morn. Sweetest sight ever seen. So the hits off this album 
that's Brian. I love Brian's voice. I yeah. wish he would record more solo music. Yeah. I mean, I really, because I would go see Brian solo show. Mm-hmm. It'd be amazing. Yeah, it was. We went. To you one. guys did see. Yeah. When did you see him? That's right. You told me about this yesterday. Ninety eight. Yeah, I'm uh, doing promo for Another World. And how was his voice uh, singing the whole show? Amazing. It was it pretty was good. Great. Yeah. I mean, it was a shorter set, but mm-hmm. still, it was it was definitely you know definitely held up. And the band was great. Yep, it was yeah. the. I think it was the first show that he had done since Cozy Powell had passed away. Oh wow! So yeah. um, with Eric Singer on drums. Yeah. Oh, that's Eric. I love Eric Singer. Yeah. He's one of my favorite drummers. Yeah. When I heard that, that he was, the, I'm like, okay, yeah, that that works. That'll work. Nobody can replace Cozy, but no. Did he? I, I think did um, did Eric follow Cozy in any other bands? Um, I'm trying to think. Cozy followed Eric in Black Sabbath. That's right. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, those Black Sabbath albums are sketchy. <laughs> right. No? You like them? I, I love the, the albums the, with Cozy. The ones with Cozy are good. But, but who's the singer when Cozy's there? Tony Martin. Yeah, I'm not that big of a Tony Martin. He's great on the albums. And then live, he's not that good. <laughs> they are rough. <laughs> he can sing them, but there's no charisma whatsoever. Just a singer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, and that's no good for a live singer. Not at all. So uh, we kick off with Death on Two Legs. Then that goes into Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon. You would not oh. ever think that those two songs belong back to back together. The, but it the works. transitions yeah. on this album yes. are so and then, breakneck. And then there's a song about a car. Then, yeah, I'm in love with my car. I love that song. It's a great yeah. song. And then we go into John Deacon, probably one of the most, uh, what do I want to say? One of the, one of the most popular Queen songs, yeah. I think. Of all time, maybe. Mm-hmm. You're my best friend. Yep. That's a John Deacon composition. And I think the only other single off of this album. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody and, and uh, You're My Best Friend. Yeah. And those are both uh, top 20, I think, pretty sure. Bohemian Rhapsody is the second to the last song uh, on the entire album. It's mm-hmm. buried number yep. 11 yeah. of 12. It's just great. Love of My Life, Good Company. Oh, Good Company. I mean, just that... The little jazz band mm-hmm. part in that is just so there, great. There's just so many, I don't want to talk like a nerd, but there's so many textures, so many layers, so many different types of music on yeah. this. Yeah. Like you hear Death on Two Legs and you probably thought, this is just going to be a rock album from start to finish. But then you're like, oh no, this is... Yeah. Oh, here's the harp for <laughs> Love of My Life. It's, so, it's such an eclectic album and you wouldn't think that it would work, but Queen can make it work. And, yeah, and it's a perfect kind of microcosm of just how different all their songs can be. Yes, mm-hmm. yep. This sold 3 million copies in the US alone. It says worldwide, it was 6 million. Pretty impressive. Yep. And so then we go to... We did, we did sequel albums... Uh, uh, earlier in the, I don't know how many, a couple episodes back, few, quite a few episodes back, mm-hmm. and I and I played songs off these because I feel like they're sequel albums, even though they're not. Oh, yeah. But because it's Night at the Opera Day yeah. of the Races, and but, today was the Kentucky Derby, and we yep. were at Santa was, Anita. And so, who who yeah. won? The who won the I don't know. Dream something. Was. Yeah, Dream Chaser, Queen Chaser. Dream. Uh, chaser. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I have my headphones on for a second. <laughs> it was. Uh, you looking it up? Always dreaming. The, the one with the shittiest name always wins. Yeah, I wish there would be a horse some and they just named it Horsey. <laughs> <laughs> Coming around the far left back, Horsey. There's something I, 
It might be SNL. It might be something else. But like all the names are so long that they can't even. They can't even get them out. They can't even get them out by the time they're. That's funny. And then there's like another thing where one's named like in second, but he's in first. <laughs> so like in second is in first. <laughs> it's like. That's funny. <laughs> it's pretty great. I think they did that on the Simpsons with the dog racing. That might be what I'm thinking of. Uh, okay. Day at the races. It's got a similar cover to the first album. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Roy Thomas Baker. Queen self-produces, and they use uh, Mike Stone yep. as engineer. Mike Stone goes on to produce tons and tons of stuff yeah. on his, uh, his own right. And uh, let's get into this, Dave. This is, um, you would think, how are they going to follow up uh, a day at the races? But Night of the Opera is pretty fucking good. What? No? Day at the races is pretty fucking good? Is that what you're saying? I'm confused. The first yeah. one's Night at the Opera. Yeah. A lot of people say. <laughs> you know what gets me confused? You're going chronologically throughout no, the here's day. Here's what gets me confused, because I'm not a smart man. The day does start at midnight. Here's what gets me crazy. <laughs> not gets me crazy, but the, the, the cover that's white, I always think that that's the day, and then the black cover is night. Yeah. See what I mean? You got to open yeah, your eyes, man. Sense. You got to, man, I got to live life a little bit more. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's all around you, man. Just open up and take it in. It's right there on the cover. Not everything's black and white. Take it in, man. It's not all night and day. Don't be racist with your album covers, man. <laughs> okay, so I was going to say, Night at the Opera, you would think, how are you going to follow that up? But I think they do a pretty great job. Yeah, uh-huh. this is a pretty pretty solid album. Yep. You know, it's not much of a... They do not do not drop the ball on it. No, they don't. So what are we starting so with? So I'm starting with another you know, very you know, crazy magnum opus kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm also sticking with three four. Okay. So um, is that what you're going to do for the rest of the show? Is it going to be all three four music? Uh, no. <laughs> Drink no. every time I, we I, say Magnum Opus and Dave oh, plays a three, three four, four song. Shot. <laughs> there's a, the there's a six eight it, in so. here. <laughs> oh. So what do we got? So I'm uh, going with Millionaire Waltz. Wow. There we go. <laughs> What a great song. It's a great song. It's, um, again, it's one of those songs that you don't expect a rock and roll band mm-hmm. to do something like that, but that's, that's what makes these guys queen. Yeah. They're not, they, have, they were never pigeonholed. Right. They never said, we're this, we're that. They did, queen can do anything. And I think that's a credit to the, you know, all the members. The management. Like, well, yeah. The man- <laughs> Go ahead. But all the, all, the, all the members bringing something different. You yes. Know? Because, you know, if, if Brian had his way, they'd all be rockers. If Freddie had his way, they'd all be ballads. Right. You know, or, you know, about ballet or whatever. Um, and, but, and John Deacon has the pop sense, the pop songwriting oh, sensibility. Yeah. Really Very does. kind of Motown inspired. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I guess Roger leans towards the, the heavy rock also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that was a great song. What do you got for us, Ron? Um, I'm going to take a little break from the 
uh, rocking Freddy songs that I've been doing. Uh, this one is the second track off the album. Uh, it's, a, it's just a beautiful song, beautiful sentiment. Uh, it's called You Take My Breath Away. I could give up all my life for just one kiss. I would surely die if you dismiss me from your love. You take my breath away. Could you eat that candy any louder? So please don't go. Don't leave me here all by myself. I get ever so lonely from time to time. I will find you anywhere you go. Is that how you ate your uh, gummy worms at the opera last night? <laughs> yeah. It's in the middle. I was like... Yeah, that's the opera, though. This is Queen. Have a little reverence. This is the races. <laughs> People are losing money. Um, Mortgages are being lost. The album starts out with Tie Your Mother Down. Holy <laughs> fuck. Great song. Oh, my God. And with the little Japanese intro, too. Yep. yep. And... Um, and then Long Away is on there. The two big songs on this are Somebody Love, which is, I've played it so many times on this show that I did not choose it yeah. tonight. But man, do I love it. It's so great. And when I sing it in the car, I feel like I sound exactly like Freddie Mercury. Could yeah. I have it so loud and I'm singing so loud, I feel like, uh, but, I, but I don't. Um, and I love John Deacon's song on here. You and I is great. Yeah, that's a great Long song. Long Away is great. I went with the song that closes out the album because I love this song. Uh, let me see if I can say it. Pronounce it it's in Japanese. Teo Toriarte. Does it does it mean something? I think it means let us cling together. Oh. And this is written by Brian May, and let's hear some of this. I'm going to sing the Japanese part. Should I sing it in the Yoko voice? It's just as though I hold a flower that touches you.
Freddie and Brian singing. It's just, yeah. it's just so phenomenal. Such a great song. And they would only play that live when they were in Japan. Is that true? Yep. And, doesn't, doesn't seem fair to the and, rest of us. And because Ooh. they didn't sing it so often, Freddie kind of had to do a little writing on his hand to remind himself of some... Freddie wasn't fluent in Japanese? Is that what you're telling me? Um, hmm. Yeah. I thought he was. I think domo was his favorite word in Japanese. Mm-hmm. I read that somewhere. Oh, well, Mr. Roboto loves that also. Right. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. We, we're moving on. Again, all the album covers look great. I love all these album covers. And this album cover... Uh, this is this might have scared some kids. Oh, de- most yeah. definitely. It's got what is this? What is this? Uh, this is the album is News of the World. This album cover is taken from. Um, what is this from? Where is this from? It's it like was, a sci-fi magazine. Someone help me. Uh, yeah, it's like a giant robot. It's holding the band. It's actually has his. Is that who's getting their their? Who do you put his? Who's that on the cover that gets his? The, the robot puts his finger right in the guy's chest. Is that Freddy? Uh, yeah, I think it's Freddy or Brian. Yeah, the robot's got blood on its finger. Yeah. That's a cool album cover, though, isn't it, mm-hmm. Kyle? Yeah, by Kelly Freeze, I believe is the artist's name. This is um, this is co-produced with Mike Stone, who uh, engineered the previous album. This has a song. This has a double shot that everyone knows. Siegel hates it. Mike Siegel hates those two songs. Oh, because as a Queen fan, I'd be okay never hearing. Yeah, We Will Rock You. Yeah, what if it was the fast version of We Will Rock You? Then maybe I'd listen, but I still. But I'll still always listen to the guitar solo. Yeah, I'm still not sick of those two songs. I really, I mean, I don't know. Mm. I'm just not. I might be mental. Well, they're great. (laughs) They are great. (laughs) It's just one of those things. You you know, a lot of people are just burnt out on them. Yeah, I don't have to hear. I want you to want me ever. Right. Right. Ever again. Don't even play it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please. You know, and you know. Like during this episode, you already hear how many great songs yeah. there are that people do not know. Mm-hmm. Here's where the uh, cover artwork comes from. It comes from Astounding Science Fiction magazine, from October of 1953. So go pick that up. <laughs> yeah, go find one <laughs> yeah. of those. Uh, so what do you got for us? This this album only has uh, this only has nine songs on it, doesn't it? No, I'm wrong. Totally wrong. <laughs> totally wrong. Eleven. Totally wrong. He's got eleven. Forget <laughs> it. Totally wrong. Wasn't even close. Is the album with one song on it? <laughs> this is just a yeah. This has no songs on it, right? That's called a single patch. Jesus, <laughs> that might be edited out. Where are we at? Yeah, fifty-five minutes. That's coming out. <laughs> Hope you forget. I will. Uh, so, news of the world. This came out in October nineteen seventy-seven. Again, the albums are coming out seventy-three, two and seventy-four, seventy-five, seventy-six, seventy-seven, and they're touring. Right, probably world tours at this point. Yeah, I believe, I believe seventy seven. Yeah, and with that song in Japanese, they gotta go. Over they gotta there go over to Japan and play that thing one yeah. time. Uh, so, News of the World comes out in October nineteen seventy seven, and another album. Very hard for me to pick a song, but what are you gonna yeah, start so us off with, Dave? I went with you know one of the you know more broad story songs that Queen ever wrote, and it's uh, by Brian May, mm-hmm. and it's it's late. That's turning my mind away Oh, I could love you If I could let you stay 
that's so great. Just yeah. such rocking guitar. It's so great that that's the exact same song that I picked. Nice. <laughs> Kyle, there's a song on this album called Get Down, Make Love, and I'm reading here that the industrial rock project Nine Inch Nails uh, does a version of that. Yeah, they also do, a. there's like an unreleased, but people have it, uh, like remix of Tie Your Mother Down and... I think Trent really likes Queen, so he's done a few things. I think everybody's covered Tie Your Mother Down by now. That's yeah, true. You're right. When, when Lynch Mob was doing it, I think. <laughs> Fucking Lynch Mob. Yeah, he did like a remix, Jesus. and then it got leaked, and then he was like, and everyone was like, this is great, I can't wait for the thing, and he was like, well, you guys leaked it, so let's think I'm ab- done. <laughs> let's think about this now. I want to go back to this you name. You said Lynch Mob. Okay, <laughs> guitarist from Dawkin, George Lynch. Mm-hmm. So he says... A lynch mob is it, but then you know what a lynch mob is. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's like not a good thing. But they're, yeah, they're it's... there to lynch your ears, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they would tell you. Probably. Yeah, it's just it's not a no. No, go back to the gym. You know what I hate about that George Lynch? He's all pumped up. He's all muscular, and it's 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 roids because you can see the back knee. But then I see him, and he's smoking. You fucking dumbass. What's wrong with you? I'm really healthy. No, I'm not really healthy, though. I put roids in here. And he's super tan, too. Like, he's... So he's probably got skin cancer and lung cancer, but he's but he can kick all of our asses right. if he walks in here. Or as Mike Schmidt calls him, Mr. Scary. <laughs> Dude, are you talking about Mr. Scary? Uh, okay, what song do you have, Ron? I hope it's not the same one. I hope it's not it's late or else we've... We oh, fucked this album. Uh, it's not. It's okay. late. It is another story song, though. It's a John Deacon. Um, Can I ask you, is this a song where Sammy's low? He is. Okay, cool. He, he's been watching a show. All right. Let's hear it. Not once, but twice. But And it, this also has a little sentimental attachment for me because it was released as a single the day I was born. Oh, my God. Look at that. So 57 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Watching the show Over and over again Knew it was time He'd made up his mind To leave his dead life behind His boss said to him Those were probably my top two picks off of this album, even though there's other great songs. As a matter of fact, I don't want to get fucked out of playing another song. Hand me that thing. Calling <laughs> an audible on this. Now, the third album was called Sheer Heart Attack, 
But we don't get the song Sheer Heart Attack until the sixth album. Well, and it's probably because of... Sounds like Ron's got a little trivia for us. Yes, Ron does have a little trivia for <laughs> Whether you like it or not. I love it. Um, I want it. With um, the music... Um, What's what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, this is atmosphere. great, Ron. <laughs> the musical atmosphere in the UK at this point mm. isn't exactly all about uh, ballet nope. and uh, waltzes. It's about gobbing, yeah, spitting, mm-hmm. not being able to play your instrument. A little thing yeah. called punk. So yeah. I think they kind of saved this for this album for just this reason, or included it anyway. Is there anything more punk than recording a waltz on your rock album? <laughs> Take that, punkers. All right, this is uh, the third track on the album. It follows everyone's favorite songs, We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions, and then we go right into uh, Sheer Heart Attack. Here it is. Well, you're just All you want to do is disappear. Take that, punk. And that song live where they just, you know, towards the end where it's just the wall of feedback. Oh, my God. I mean, look, that that kick, that kick kills any punk song. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen to that. We've talked about this off, uh, off air before. There's a, there's, a, there's a handful of Queen tribute albums out there, and they're bullshit because no one can do what Queen yeah. does. No one can do what these four guys do. I don't care who you get in the room. You get Billy Sheehan, you get the greatest drummer, you get whatever, and it's not it's yeah. not Queen. Yeah, I mean, tribute albums in general are a, are a tough thing. Yeah, there's not too many that are good. I no, mean, there might be a tribute album where there's you know, yeah. one or two good covers. Yeah, on it. Uh, yeah, there's not like uh, Robin Zander does sing a, a version of uh, Stone Cold Crazy that uh, that I like. Mm-hmm. He does a passable job. But I mean, for the most part, I think yeah. also too you have to like both bands. Like you have to like the band that you're the tribute album, but then you have to like, like the, the singer band that's whoever, like yeah, covering it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't live, if it's like if you don't yeah. like the Smashing Pumpkins and they're doing a version of one of your favorite songs, then yeah. you're bummed out. Uh, yeah, if you don't like the Smashing Pumpkins and then they're doing a version of a Black Keys song, well, <laughs> just you can just jump out the window of a high rise. <laughs> All right. We're all on board with the Black Keys, right? Raise your hand if you like the Black Keys. Oh, no hand. <laughs> um, okay, let's jump into... Now, I've been listening to a, an album a day this year. And now... Just the whole year? Just one album? Just the same album every day. <laughs> That's and what you should do next <laughs> That's what you should do next year. Because uh, I listen to... I have, a, I have quite a... I have a drive in the morning to take the ki- the girls to school and stuff. So it's, I listened to an album anyway, so I just thought I'd document it. Mm. But this next album is the one that I started the year with. January 1st, I pulled out Queen Jazz. And it had been quite a while since I had listened to Queen Jazz. I don't know why, but it just had been. So this is 1978. Roy Thomas Baker comes back to co-produce uh, for the last time. 
working with Queen. And I love this album cover too. It's just like, I don't know, it's just cool. It's got the girls riding the bikes below and it's just got the I mean, weird prism yeah, yeah. It, yeah. And it's just got the word jazz coming out of the mm-hmm. middle in pink letters. And um nineteen seventy eight. What do you got for us from jazz? So I've got one of this the- album's got four songs on it. No, no, it has thirteen <laughs> songs. I'm sorry. Made the length is forty four minutes and forty four seconds though. That's pretty cool. Wonder if they did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Can you add a second? Okay, okay, thanks. Thanks. That's why you're here, Roy. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So I've got one of the few songs that uh, they've never played live, ever. Now, how do you know that? Internet research. Ron told me on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't find any bootleg of it, anything. You know, nothing okay. on YouTube. All right. But And it's one of my absolute favorite songs on this album. Okay, it's cool. It's just a killer rocker. It's dead on time. All right, here we go. Written by Brian May. Yep. Is it in three or four? Shut up. Fucking great. Just awesome. Does Trent Reznor do a version of that? No. No. Fuck right, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so great. Mm. I wonder why they never played it live. I think it might have killed Brian May. Yeah. (laughs) And that scream, that scream, it fucked him up for the rest of the show. What do you got, Ron? Um, I've got the first uh, actual hit on my list here. Um, my favorite song um, is "Fat Bottom Girls," so I'm going to play "Fat Bottom no, wait, Girls." Is it, no, let's get let's get serious now, Ron. You like a chick with a little uh, little cushion for the pushing, yeah, a little badoink badoink. Is that what they call it? Good doink, good doink. What do you call it? I don't think anybody. No, calls not it that. that. <laughs> <laughs> a Are little singles mom. A little boom. <laughs> I had a funny story to tell you about our record from last night. Okay. Siegel's mom doing an impression of Bobby McFerrin. You know, don't worry, don't don't worry, be happy. Uh, anyway. I'll tell um, it to you. It's, it's hysterical. The one thing I don't like about the single, though, is they chop up the song. They take out a lot of the the kind of guitar intro. Yeah. And I think that just kind of, you know, butchers it a little bit. But anyway. And it's... It's a hard song to play as a drummer. You know, it's a slow groove. That and we should say, Ron, really you work. play drums. I do. Um, and it's, you know, it's deceptively easy sounding. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's good. It's, you know, really the fat guitar sound. John Deacon's got great bass lines running. That's great. And it's about big butts. <laughs> Now your mortgages and hopes I got stiffness in the bones Ain't no 
that's great. Now, uh, I want to give it uh, the single ver the the album version of the song is four minutes and sixteen seconds, and the single version is three minutes and twenty three seconds. So yeah. yeah, they're they're losing a lot of uh, greatness there yeah. by cutting that down. And this is one of those songs where, you know, a bad cover version really. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it, even it, yeah, it turns into just a kind of shitty country song. Yeah, if just you can't a shit song. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep, I agree with you. But like, um, it just also kind of shows you like how important John Deacon was. Mm -hmm. You listen to that version. You listen to any version that John played live, and then you listen to like when we saw him with Paul Rogers, and they had you know the I think it was somebody that had played in the We Will Rock You. Yeah, Johnny Slap Bass. Yeah, um, but he's. You know, he's playing it well, yeah. but it's almost too heavy. The way that he's playing it is almost too heavy, and it just doesn't have the... It doesn't have a feel. Right, mm -hmm. right. Well, that's like when I when I go see The Who, and no one's going to say Pino Palladino is not an amazing bass player, but it's just yeah, not... You're it's not, just not John, John, John I would I would rather have someone trying his best to imitate what John does than yeah. to hear... Pino just playing the way he plays. Well, and that's what you get with Zach Starkey, though. You know, somebody yeah. who's yes trying to be like Keith Moon. And that's why Roger Daltrey loves Zach. He yeah. doesn't ever want Zach to not be there as right. long as the Who is playing live. And Zach is a great drummer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this album kicks off with Mustafa. And I can't imagine anyone at the record <laughs> oh label God. saying, perfect, because that's not a song that. And that that's not going to happen now. No, no. It's it's build a uh, wall around the album. Yeah, crazy. But uh, Fat Bottom Girls is on here. Bicycle Race is on here. Uh, R Roger Taylor has an amazing song in this. Fun it. Yeah. Uh, just kind of their first R and B one too. I always say that. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right on that. I always say the song "Don't Stop Me Now." If someone wanted to know, say I never heard Queen before. What would be what song mm -hmm. would you sell me to listen to? I'd say I'll oh, try this one. Yep. And the song I picked. Uh, is I think it's a John Deacon song. Yes, uh, from side one, track five. It's if you can't beat them. Keep your chin up when you're feeling lonely. Don't let them get you down. Ain't no use in your singing all alone. Hey, in the round for someone to call. Tune. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is um now we would say that this is the last album without synthesizers. Mm -hmm. And they used to make it a point in the album it would say no synthesizers used. Mm -hmm. And then coming and, up. And then it would say and animals harmed making this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um I know we're not doing any uh songs from Live Killers, but can right. we talk about that for a second? Yeah, Live Killers comes between jazz and the next album, which is the game, correct? Yep. Correct. And um, I always like when they when bands do that. Like Journey did that. They released Captured, and then the next album, Greg Raleigh was gone. So it's like here's a live album, and then we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna yep. be a little bit different coming up. 
But I, I like that. Yeah, as where a, they're actually taking a little bit of a. I mean, they're still touring. Yeah. And still writing, but you know, uh, just a little bit of a break here. Yeah, I mean, November seventy-eight to June of eighty. So that's yeah. That, well, that's only yeah. really a year and a half, though. Well, and then they did. You know, they did probably did most of the European jazz tour that first part of seventy-nine. Yeah. So, which is where a lot of the live killers material mm-hmm. comes from. But the thing with that I have against the live killers is a lot of people have an issue with some of the sound and produce mm-hmm. production. I don't like a lot of, or not a lot, but some of the song choices because uh, if they, if you can't beat them was played on that tour and didn't make it. That's crazy. It's late. It was played on that and wasn't included in that, but we've got a timpani solo. <laughs> and as a drummer, I Roger, I love you, but, uh, no, I don't ever have to hear you playing Tiffany ever again. I wonder if, um, you know, because uh, Hollywood Records keeps purging the catalog a little bit, but they're giving mm-hmm. us good stuff. I like what they wonder if there's mm-hmm. a wonder if there's expanded edition of Live Killers or, out there. You know, some lost tracks or something. That would that, be pretty great. Because I've seen those songs, um, you know, like off of bootlegs from mm-hmm. the from that uh, tour, and and they sound great. Yeah, you know. So yeah, there's a list here on Wikipedia. Who's this talking? It's late. <laughs> If you can't beat them, somebody to love, Fat Bottom Girls, and then Teo Torede, which is played in Japan. What's that last one? I don't know. I just muttered <laughs> through it, hoping no one would notice. Oh, John, that's Teo Torede. Kiss, kiss, kiss for John. Kiss, kiss, kiss for Sean. Kiss, kiss. No kiss for Julian. What's, no money. Is, no nothing. What is Yoko's favorite band? Kiss. <laughs> kiss, kiss. <laughs> What's her favorite Shane Black movie? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. <laughs> there you go. That's, That's also what John would say to me before we'd go to bed. He'd say, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. And they'd punch her? i say, no, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Um, uh, <laughs> so stupid. It's only because it's a running joke. It's the only reason I do it. And people say they seem to love it. <laughs> um, okay, what are we doing? Where are we? Onto the game. Thank you. <laughs> now, so, this is the first Queen album I ever purchased. 1980, I was in 10th grade. I think I heard Play the Game on the radio, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I knew Queen. I knew their songs. I knew Killer Queen. I knew Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I knew whatever songs I could have heard in small town PA on the AM radio. Mm-hmm. But what's great about discovering a band at their, what is this, their ninth album? Eighth album? At their eighth album, then you go, oh my God, there's seven albums before this? And then you yeah. go back and just, and I can remember just going back and buying every single one of these mm-hmm. albums. And then then you're like, well, what's coming next? But we'll talk about that. But this is the game. This is when they start working with a guy, just Mac, but I think his name's Reinhold Mac. Yeah. yeah. No. Reinhold Mac. Yeah. You said every Queen album has a good cover. I don't mind this cover. It's just weird. Like, why? I would much prefer not having the gray border. It's actually just si- having that whole. It's like, actually pink. silver though. The the cover, yeah. the album was mirrorized almost. Mm-hmm. Well, that might be. Cool and that's then. a that's a picture from the crazy little thing called Love video shoot, isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, last I think last promo with Freddie without any facial hair too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because on the insert, inside he's, he's got, got his a mustache. mustache. Yeah. So, um, and they were in, they were in this leather garb for, for that video. 
So I understand it's not maybe the most inspired cover. And it's tricky because the title's the game. So you're thinking, well, that could be, that could have been a lot of things. But then it could have been a lot of cheesy, bad things too. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the picture, mm-hmm. but I guess like it just, it's just weirdly. I think there might be an alternate. I think there's yeah, might, there's yeah, an the, alternate yeah, picture the, there too. The U.S. version originally had a. It was a horrible picture. Yeah, compared to the one they ended up with. Yeah, you know, was it? I think John's kind of you know got his jacket open. Open, and, yeah, yeah, not good. No, but um, so they they're using synthesizers. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this one where he's wearing a shirt that says "Bike It." Yep, let me see. That's that. the one. <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> so I love every single song on this album. Yep. I can listen to this album anytime. Like there's, if you say if you say a band, what's your go-to album? If you say the Kinks, I give the people what they want. You know, you say Queen, I'm. It's the game. I just love it. I don't know if it's because it's the first one I bought, but I was not disappointed with this in the least as no. being my introduction to Queen. So what song do you got for us? So I'm starting from the top, you know, mostly to talk about the synthesizer, Mm -hmm. you know, because they started the album with it. Yeah. When they decided to add synth, it started from the top. This is going to be great in the headphones. Yeah. So this album is their first number one album in the U.S. Yep. Number one in the U.K., number one in the U.S. It's top 10, like, everywhere across the board. Like, this was wildly successful. And you would think, you know, at album number eight, you you might think a lot of bands are, like, coming down, and they're Mm -hmm. not. They're just skyrocketing. Yeah, this is is their peak of the U.S. Yeah, four, uh, this sold four million copies in the U.S., so did News of the World. Uh, but yeah, it's unbelievable. So what do you got for us, Ron? Um, Any song will work. I've got a song that is, the vocals are shared by Roger and Fred. Uh, Freddie starts off the song and Roger takes it. Um, it's just, it's got a great intro. Uh, it's called Rocket, parenthetically Prime Jive. This is a great song. When I hear What the fuck? Come on, what the fuck? I would love to hear isolated vocals of Freddie Mercury if there is there any? Can't find them. Damn it. (laughs) 
Oh, so the album comes out in June of 1980, and it was just, it was summer for me. It was oh, the yeah. perfect summer album. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, um, Crazy Little Thing Called Love is on this album. That came out the previous year. It came out in 79 is when that single right. came out. And I believe Save Me was early on, too, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yep. What do you got for us? Again, any, any song we'll do, Ron. I believe it's your turn, Pat. That was yours? Yes, you played Play mine. the Game. You played Rocket. You were so into it, Dave, that I thought you picked this yeah. song. I need to pay attention more. Who runs this show? Apparently not you. No. <laughs> so uh, if you want to come in and run the show, donate to, to Patreon. <laughs> you can. We do have a Patreon page. <laughs> www.patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. How do you spell? Is there a word that makes up? Well, Patreon? first of all, it's you like, can't spell Patreon without Pat. <laughs> P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Yeah, I Patreon. Think, yeah, I don't don't know. go to the Patron page. You'll be donating to the tequila company. <laughs> right. But no, we're gonna fifty dollars. We're gonna have fun video content, fun bonus stuff every week. You're gonna get. Uh, you can only win the autograph prizes if you're a member of Patreon. So if you used to win them through Twitter and Facebook, you're fucked. No more. No more. Should we call it Patreon? Patreon. Where have you been all my life, Dave? Uh, I want to run down. This album's got. Play the game, Dragon Attack, another one bites the dust, crazy little thing called love. That's just side one. <laughs> That's just side one. I went with a song from side two. Brian May has some killer songs on side two. The album ends with something with a song called Save Me, which is amazing. But I went with track eight, Sail Away Sweet Sister. I knew it. How did you know? I called it. I just called it. What I told you, my heart makes a fool of me. You know I'll never hold you I know that you gotta be free This album clocks in at 35 minutes and 39 seconds, and there's not a wasted space no, on the whole all. album. Need and Your Loving Tonight, too. I think we uh, need your loving tonight. On. Yeah. Tied one. Um, the, uh, the, the word tits is on this album. Don't try su- suicide. It really gets on his tits. Yeah. All you do is get on my tits. <laughs> right. uh, there, there's a B side, a human body, and I got to tell you, I'm glad that it wasn't on the album because that is that, a B, that's yeah, a B side song. Mm-hmm. That would have. Uh, I think that's of all their B sides. I think that is their weakest. That is, and that would have this album would not have been a Tate out of Tate if no. that song was on here. No. So you've you've never heard you've never heard the song. <laughs> I'm disagreeing for just Kyle. To be they agreeing. mention a lot of their songs in the song. It's really clever. Yeah, it's not, that's always not a good, good sign. Is that a is that a Roger Taylor song? I think it might be. All right. Here we go, folks. That came out in June 1980. Now, the next one 
it's considered a studio album because it's in the studio album box sets that they released. And it is a studio album because it's recorded in the studio. This comes out in December of 1980. I asked for this album for Christmas. <laughs> I do. I get it for Christmas that year. Did you get a Jets jersey too? No. Um, <laughs> it's, called, uh, it's called Flash Gordon. It's the soundtrack from the movie Flash Gordon. Now, Flash Gordon, that's not a good movie. <laughs> It sucks. Movie. No, it we not. watched it like within the past four years. We watched it. Yeah, it was. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Like you can. I mean, just a be, little camp. Just a little. It's. But it, you know what? It doesn't even work as camp. It's just so. That would be a perfect yet, movie to remake now. Yeah, and you, and yet, if I see a still photo of it or something, it makes me want to go watch it. And because mm-hmm. I know there's Queen music in it, and then as soon as right. you start watching, you're like, "I've made well, a mistake." The, the costumes and like the set and everything are cool. So like in a in a picture, it looks cool. Yeah. But then like if you're watching it, it just like it's the effects are terrible. Flash and, like, Gordon's he's alive. not he's not a uh, Flash Gordon isn't a good actor. It's his no, name. Sam Jones. Sam Jones. Sam Jones. Yeah, he's terrible. He's all right in the Ted movies. Yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> The but only other place you're going to hear some of these songs the best, are in those yeah, dead movies. The best part about the movie is the T-shirt, which I used to have one, and I want to buy it again. The Flash, the the Ringer T. Yep, I love <laughs> it. But um, all right, let's let's get into this Flash Gordon. And they weren't even supposed to do all of the music. <laughs> So, which is why... Can you write um, a song? They want us to do a whole album. <laughs> yeah. Now, this song, this album has 18 tracks on it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, composer Howard Blake was supposed to do the entire album, mm-hmm. and it was going to be nice, classical, driven, instead of the, you know, synthesizer-heavy, yeah. you know, queen music that got to be there. But he did manage to get... Uh, some writing credit on the hero, the song "The Hero," which it, I think it's, it's half of a great song. If they stretched it out, it it could be a great song. They got rid of the parts by um, what's his name? Howard, yeah, by Howard, Howard Blake. Blake I mean. Yeah, uh, this was my song choice too. It's such a great song. It is a great song. And when they do it live, it's phenomenal. And this song closes out uh, side two of the album or the end of the mm-hmm. CD. So let's hear the hero. Casting of Ming the Merciless is amazing, though. Max yeah. von Sydow. Yeah. Right. He looked great. He is probably the best part of the movie. Yes. He's kind of evil. I got to tell you, though, I, this movie cost $20 million to make, and it made $27 million, So, hey, that's a hit. That's yeah. a, where's the sequel? When's it coming? <laughs> um, They're holding out for Queen to do the music again. Yeah. The best part about the hero is it lets you know that, thank God, this movie's over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, what song did you pick, Ron? Uh, I 
kind of picked that uh, <laughs> within the fact that I picked Battle Theme, which is basically that that riff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it comes actually before in the movie, so I don't know what you know they it, which one came first. All right, um, but I I like the Battle Theme mainly for the ridiculous uh, dialogue that's on top of it and. Brian Blessed, the actor that plays the head of the bird bird people, it's Volt, Volton or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's just hamming it up ridiculously. So. Gordon, we must get going. <laughs> yeah, Timothy so. Dalton, James Bond's in this. Yep. Oh, Gordon's alive. So this is, uh, and of course, Flash is great. Flash, uh, yeah. he saves every mm-hmm. one of us. I love, uh, I love football fight. I love, uh, I, do, I do like that one. I like Brian May doing the the wedding march. Yeah, is on oh, here. absolutely. That's yeah, great. That's maybe maybe hey, did you think about coming down the aisle to that? I know you're getting no, married. We're gonna have some uh, friend playing the piano. So mm, are you sure? What if, what if what Brian, if Brian May, May would come? I'd be okay with that. Plug into that amp you have. Flick that. Hit that setting. But he'd only play the battle theme. Oh, maybe, maybe <laughs> if we get the piano through that amp, it'll sound like. Oh yeah, there you oh, go. Oh my god, yeah. So this is um, this came out the same year, so it shouldn't um, it shouldn't hurt their career. It's just like uh, we 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 did the game, which is amazing, and we mm-hmm. also did this. But then it's two years until we get another album. Yeah, and, and it was mainly because they started to. They got a taste of a little break before mm. and started to get a little mm. uh, self-indulgent. Well, also now, but before the next studio album comes out, they, they release one of the best, greatest hits packages yeah. ever created. Yep. Yeah. And it has a new track on there, which is Under Pressure. Yep. That's the first time we hear Under Pressure. Under Pressure is also then, wisely so, they also put it on their next album, yeah. which is called Hot Space. I love this album cover. Yeah. I do like it. I mean, if I was going to get it, if, if I had a chance back then to get an album signed by the band, this is perfect because it's colorful. They could each sign right on their, yep. you know, yeah. under themselves. Yeah, there's no white or silver. No nope. yeah. black marker works perfectly. Uh, I think there's caricatures or whatever they're called. What are those called when they, when they do the cutout type drawings? It's like a silhouette type. Yeah. Or etchings but, or something. Yeah, but it's like, it is a bit of a caricature. Yeah. Etching too. But um, I love Freddie's mustache, how it looks. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I just... So this album is um, not met uh, with... Uh, what do I want to say? It's... Um, is it panned? Is it... 
people don't know what what are they doing? What's going? The game was so amazing. Why is this what we right. get next? You, know, you get some you know dumb American fans who mm-hmm. think they're you know just a you know popular rock and roll hits. Yeah, and then you get something that's a little more you know disco influenced. And it's funky. Yeah, it's they're really mad. There's funky. not a movie attached. Right. Now, <laughs> I'm saying all this. I, I'm saying like some negative stuff about it, but I I love I like this album a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it a lot, and um. I think that I think the only I think what hurt the album is the first single is Body Language. Yeah, and there are, there are way better songs on this yeah. album to 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 fool people yep. into picking it up because mm-hmm. Body Language I don't think Body Language is going to make you run out and buy this album. No, no, especially the U.S. You know, if you're if all you think they are is We're the Champions and Fat Bottom Girls, yeah, then you're going to go. And even if you love the game. Body language isn't in that right. wheelhouse. I, yeah, it's even more you know funky than you know another one bites the dust. which yeah. is, you know the one the success of that is yeah. why they kind of went more in the funky. And now, who is now? This is the is this the album where the band was at odds with what the direction of the band was going to be? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. And who who was really pushing this? Was Freddie pushing this? Or I think it was both Freddie and John. Uh huh. And because you know. Brian will, you know, will always go with the rocker Rock, if right. he can. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely, you know, some some strain there. And the the writing credits here go. Let me see. Freddie's got one, two, three, four. He's got four. Brian's got one, two, three. And let me see. John Deacon's got two. Roger's got two. And then Queen and David Bowie right. credited mm-hmm. to Under Pressure. So what are you going to start yeah. us off with, Dave? So I actually wanted to go back one second. Sure, and please talk. With body language, mm-hmm. it's also, you know, you're starting to get the influence of MTV now. Mm-hmm. And body language it's, it was too racy of a video, yeah. so it doesn't get any airplay mm-hmm. on MTV. No. So that can't... In 1982, where that would have changed your career. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of video that killed the radio star. So that's yep. a mistake too. It's like well, if body language is going to be our single, let's make a video that people are going to fucking love it. Mm-hmm. And it's not a very good video either. No. 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 So another video that really isn't very good, but I love the song so much. It's a Brian May, one of the Brian May songs mm-hmm. is Las Palabras de Amor. Yes. It's just a beautiful song. Beautiful. And based off of, you know, that was the other thing they were doing in 81 was conquering South America and doing yeah. all the football stadiums and just kind of left North America behind and yeah. never came back. From the person who brought you Teo Toriarte comes Las Palabras de Amor. 
Ryan May. Great song. Yeah. Phenomenal song. And one of the most, you know, on the Concert for Life, you know, George Michael gets so much credit yeah. for how wonderful he was. But one of the lost gems on that, I think, is Zuccaro's version of Last Palabras yeah. anymore. First time the band had ever played it live, too. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yep. All right. I want proof. I can't just take Ron at his word. Ron, what do you got for us? I think I know what you're going to play, but I'll, and if you, I'll let you know if I... You know well, I, I'm going with the one that was, came before the album. Uh, I'm going with Under Pressure, mainly because it's probably one of my top five Queen songs of all time. That is not the one I thought you were going to play. Okay. Um, Under Pressure. And I think Under Pressure was only on like some... I don't think it was on the British version of greatest hits. Oh, fall, fall, fall. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty, I know it was on the U.S. Definitely version, on the U.S. But, yeah. Um, and it's just a great song, but the part I love is just that middle section, just with that, you know, coming to the climax mm-hmm. of the song. You know, that's just, you know, some of the great moments in, in music. It's one of the best, you know, hand, you know, the hairs standing up on your arms. This is one of those songs, I, I, I always, I've said this before on the show, if you said, name a, name a song that you think everyone likes, like that no one doesn't like this song, and you know, I would say mm-hmm. like, well, er, no one doesn't like George Michael's Faith, no one doesn't like uh, Purple Rain, and no one doesn't like Under Pressure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Closes out the album, too. Let's hear it, Kyle. Keep coming. But it's so slashed and torn starting to think Freddie Mercury was a pretty good singer. He starts to come into his own right about here. Um, Yeah, that song's just amazing. And you pick the song that closes out the album. I actually pick the song that starts the album. I always love this song. I love the horns. I love everything about uh, this song called Staying Power. See what I got. I got a hell of a lot. Tell me what you feel Is it real? Is it real? You know I got what it takes And I can take a lot Did you hear the last call? Baby, you and me Gotta stay in power yeah. You and me We gotta stay in power Now, are those real horns or is that a synth- synthesizer? I think it's real horns. Real horns? Okay, cool. It was like 
RF Mardin did the at least the um, the composition okay. of the horn parts, I believe. So you know, I bought this album. I bring it home. I put it on, and staying power comes on, and I'm all into. I'm mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Uh, dancer, don't like dancer. Yeah, I, I think I think it's because it's Brian trying to do that type of. Yeah, song. I don't like dancer. Yeah. The, the back chat I love. Yeah, body language was a single, but I didn't really like it. So you know, so right now it's like I like that one, don't like that one, like that one, don't like that one. Then then we go action this day. I love. Yeah. Yep. Put out the fire is probably That's the great. most Queen sounding song maybe mm-hmm. on the album. Life is real. Songford Lennon. I love. I love calling all girls. The second part of the uh, the the second half yeah. of the album is, is much better. Yeah. So the sequence kind of maybe hurts it a little bit mm-hmm. too. But in my opinion, I, overall, this does not hurt the foothold. I mean, this hurts the foothold they had in America with the game. Yeah. So, yeah, and it hurt them in Europe too. But you know that yeah, there they wasn't a, able to get back. There wasn't a long tour. No. Minimal shows in the U.S. for this album. Mm-hmm. So uh, so we move on, and then it's again, it's like two years till we get another album. Yeah, they all actually take a proper year off yeah. and do their own thing, yep. and Freddie starts on his solo album. And then, so the next album is The Works. Uh, again, just a simple album cover, just them sitting on the floor, but I, for some reason, I've always loved this album cover. I think they had like some old Hollywood photographer do it, so it kind of has yeah, that I think old, you're right. you know, um, cover. I'm going to find for, out. You know, magazine cover type mm-hmm. glamour. And just the kind of, you know, the pinkish, you know, hue. Yeah, the pink and the gray. Really, yeah. And it's called The Works. So, you know, the game. And I think they kind of, it was like, that was the game, that the works. This is the album. If this would have, if this would have come right after the game, Queen is just skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. They're just still yeah. on top of the world. Because this, I don't know, did this, let me check, did this sell that much? I don't think people, I, I don't think it did because of the you know they'd been hurt with. It went gold in yeah. the U.S. And this is a great album. Yeah, and they this didn't is tour it, so you know. Yeah, and I remember buying it, and none of my friends cared. Right, I was like, oh my god, the Queen's got a new album out. They're like, Queen, who cares? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's also 1984 where there's a lot more. You know, this is like, you know, MTV at its heyday. Yeah, you know, so. You know, they were probably you know thought of as a fogey band at that point, even though they're you know still in their thirties. Yep. You know, so I think you know just the timing. W- Wikipedia the lists a ton of unreleased songs and demos from this album. Huh. I don't know if those are true or not. But this album's it's just uh, it's thirty-seven minutes long. It's just got nine songs. There's a B-side from this which I actually like. Oh, if I we go were crazy. doing B-sides. I was gonna choose that. What when an album's only nine songs? Why isn't I go crazy on this I album? No, it's such a great song. It's such a great song. So um let's start it off with Dave. What do you got from uh so, anything will work for me from this album, yeah, just like well, the game. One of my favorites, and I want to say was uh a good chunk of this recorded in LA. Yeah, this album was mostly record playing yeah. LA or something like that. Yeah, so um this is one of the first ones to feature a pianist that wasn't Freddie. So it's, uh, who is it? Fred Mandel? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at doing Man on the Prowl. Hey. 
Yeah, I always um I like that song. I like that I like every song on this album, but I always felt like that was um that was like crazy little thing called Love Junior a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's from yeah. that same. But that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, if I ever, ever had a chance to interview Brian May, that would be one of the questions I ask him. I would ask him why why was I go crazy not put on the album? Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. All right. Was it just something with the, you know, mentioning Rolling Stones? They just they were also, afraid of it? But they also mentioned themselves, too. Right. Well, they don't have to fear litigation from themselves. You don't know that. <laughs> Remember what they did to that manager? That's true. Yeah. What's your song? Uh, my song is the, um, this is the, I think the first album where all four singles were by each member, each different member of the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Brian had Hammer to Fall. John had I Want to Break Free, Roger had Radio Gaga, and Freddie had this one. Um, it's called It's a Hard Life, kind of, you know, you know, it's I am a lonely rock star, millionaire. <laughs> yep, it's tough. You know, it's tough for me, but um, I've also heard, I don't know if it's 100% true, and I don't remember where I heard it, but this is like the third act of his kind of, you know, personal songs hmm. starting with don't stop me now okay play the game was the second one and then this one for the finale and all I, right That's i wish i could remember where i had heard that did dave tell you that uh i think no no i wouldn't come up with that all right let's hear it it's a beautiful song too. it is That opening line, you know, the melody lifted from mm-hmm. Pagliacci. Well, Kyle, you know about yeah, you know Pagliacci. About yeah, <laughs> you're all about the opera, right? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna dress up like the Phantom of the Opera for Halloween this year? I, I that's how I went last night. Or really? hat and I'm half a mask. Or you should dress up like one of the members of the band from this video. <laughs> I think possibly I they're most video. over the top. Now, when uh, when everyone goes out on Halloween night. Uh, to get candy across across the whole entire country, you call that trick or treating. Unless you're my mom, Kyle's grandmother. <laughs> what does she call it, Kyle? She calls it Halloweening. Yep. Are you going to go Halloweening? <laughs> and as we've said before, in the town where we grew up, Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania, they do not go trick or treating on Halloween unless it's on Thursday. Yes, because they go trick or treating on. <laughs> The last Thursday, Thursday of the month of October. Yeah. And my mom thinks what if I, I guarantee if I call my mom 
the last Thursday of October, she will say to me, are the girls going Halloweening tonight? And I'll go, no. And she'll go, well, why not? And I'll go, because it's not Halloween. And she'll say, well, it is here. And I'll go, it's not. It's not Halloween <laughs> like, there. Like this this October. She thinks it's like if Easter. You wanna go to, if you want to go to yeah. Hollidaysburg, you can go trick-or-treating on the 26th. <laughs> That's <laughs> bullshit. Well, I I know some communities that you know will do it on the Saturday. Okay, you know, that that makes more which sense. Makes a lot more yeah. sense than but Thursday. Well, I'll say to my mom, I'll go. When when are you going to celebrate Christmas this year? She'll go. What? I go. Is it going to be the last Thursday of December? <laughs> no, you're crazy. No, that's Christmas Eve. But my mom really believes. Doesn't she really believe yes. that everyone? And she, even though I say no one does that, but you, in her head, she goes, "He's wrong." Yeah, she, she goes, nah. nah. you're nuts. So uh, songs that aren't getting played tonight, Radio Gaga, I Want to Break Free, Hammer to Fall. Those, I, I used to get made fun of in college. I would play Radio Gaga. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that song so much. And people go, what the, what the fuck is this bullshit? I'm like, fuck you. It's Queen. Get out yeah. of here. The song I picked to play is another Freddie Mercury song from Side 2, um, Keep Passing the Open Windows. I do want to note that in the UK, they're still, they still are doing well in the album charts. The Game was number one. Flash Gordon was number 10. Hot Space, number four. The Works goes to number two. And our next album goes to number one in the UK. Yep. And it goes to number 46 mm-hmm. in the States. So, and this is, um, this is a strange album for me. Because it's got, um, it's like two... Albums yeah, yeah. meshed together. It's, Dave, you want to? I'll let you talk about it's it. It's kind of another soundtrack album. It kind of is for um, for Highlander. The Highlander, which when I heard Queen was doing the music, I was quite impressed. He's a Spaniard in that movie. I know. <laughs> Los Palabras de ja- Amor with a Japanese sword, I believe. Yes, and a Scottish accent. Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> So uh, I've never seen the Highlander movies. Well, the first one's the first pretty one's good. Pretty good. All right. With is it Christopher Lambert? Lambert or Christopher Lambert? Lambert. What are you looking at me for? We Kerger. <laughs> what? Because I should see the Highlander movie. Um, just the first one. Not the Quickening. No, don't ever <laughs> see that. What about the TV series? <laughs> I heard the TV series was good. I used to work in an office when I first moved out here, and there was a, a girl I worked with that fucking loved it. Hmm. Loved the Highlander TV series. 
Yeah, I'd watch it for the credits because they played Princes of the Universe. <laughs> Universe. So, move on. so I do like uh, I do like this album cover though. I think that's it's a, a great that's album a fun cover. album cover. Um, <laughs> I love how Freddie looks on that album cover. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. What songs? I mean, yeah, and this, it's just a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. It feels like there's songs that don't. I mean, there's a song from Iron Eagle on here too, because that was a sing, sing. It was it was a lot like Under Pressure, where it was a single that was released. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, four or five months before. So yeah, this is. There's only nine songs on here. There's no B sides from this. I don't think. Uh, I think an instrumental, um, "Red Roses for My Darling." Okay, and I think it's just like the um, back background synth of. Um, don't lose your head, basically. Yeah. So I mean, so this is a this is really this is a weird one. So, mm-hmm. and you know, it's also you know the album that's on the heels of Live Aid. Yes. So they come back. They're ready to you know break the world down. That's not a phrase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Kyle, if we just work really hard. We can we can break the world down. If you'd have just rolled with it, yeah. I don't think anyone would no. have said anything. But it's much funnier than you I, just. You know. I disagree. Yeah. There's um, there's a brother Look, in the room. Let me tell you something. There's nothing funnier for me than when a person calls themselves out on something that they feel they did that was ridiculous. That's the best. And then because then that and in stand up too, that lets the whole audience know that you know if you just yep. buzz. I remember watching stand up and guys would be. If I was bombing during a show, then you, I start talking about how bad I'm doing. And it doesn't mean you're going to kill then, but it does make it better. Like, the, then it's less awkward. Because then less the awkward. audience is like, yeah. oh, he knows he's doing bad. And then, like, they laugh at that. When then, I would watch a comic just barrel on through, I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. say something. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're not doing good. And uh, they so, yeah, too. I bought this juicer. It's like, uh, okay. Oh, crickets. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry, Dave. Okay. Break so. the whole world down, Dave. <laughs> so, you know, they go right into the <laughs> studio and record one vision. Okay. And it's it's great because they have all the cameras there du- during the mm-hmm. recording session. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. You know, it's the best documentary. It's like when they're they're actually writing the song. It's, right. They're yeah. You know, because Freddie is scatting and mm-hmm. saying fried chicken and whatever he yep. mm-hmm. whatever yeah. comes it, to his head, he's just great. scatting out the lyrics. Yeah, and it's their first album that has a proper title track. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And I th- one vision I think is credited to all all the members. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's a it's the maybe the first one that's credited to Queen. Uh, I th- um, point of order. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm busting my balls now. Um, Stone Cold Crazy I think is the first written by all four oh, members. Okay. But anyway. All right. All right. Please use what he said in your toast at his wedding. <laughs> please work that the new phrase yeah, into the oh, toast. Yeah. Okay. And you guys go break the world down. Yeah. If you guys can just stay together as a couple, there's nothing you can't do. You can break this world down. Okay, let's hear it. One Vision? Uh, no. No, you're not. No, I thought you were playing not. One Vision. <laughs> no. Oh, because you were talking about it. Well, I mentioned the title track, too. Right. I'm not playing that. Okay. So uh, one of the lines from Highlander that you know got into Brian May's head. Mm-hmm. Which was oddly also in Flash Gordon. Okay. Was Who Wants to Live Forever. Okay. So he took that, made a beautiful, lush, mm-hmm. you know, orchestral song out of it. 
And it's just, it's Freddy at his best, just sing his balls off. All right. Once to live forever. Once to live forever. Another problem with this album, the sequencing's a mess. The, yeah. First of all, A Kind of Magic should have been the title track, should have been led the album off. One Vision, I think, should close the album out because it's got nothing to do with... Oh, well, maybe just the synth lead, they were thinking, just that maybe. build, because that's how they opened that tour was... I mean, I, li- I, li- yeah. I, I, you know, okay, go ahead, yeah. Ron. Okay, go ahead, Ron. Well, I'm, I'm going with this much maligned One Vision. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the song that yeah, I, I picked, too. Oh, well, then. What part did you pick? I don't know. We'll, we'll play yours, right. then we'll see where I jumped in. Very good. It's just a great riff. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I mean, I do love the song. I just, it just, yeah. I just, uh, and that's another one that so the weird. singles butchered too. Like yeah, that, yep. That, that um, because it's know. a long song, right? Yeah, I think, I think it's just it's, over five minutes yeah. unedited. Yeah. So let's. I'm going to go through this real because that was. Let's hear where I started that song. Let's hear my. Nice bass in that.
so let's go through let's let's go through these songs real quick. Okay, one vision. We we all like one vision. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kind of magic. Great. Love yeah. it too. One and year, a lot different from the version in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. And then one year of love. It doesn't do anything for me. It just I don't yeah, know. I enjoy it. I think it's because it was on, you know, um, you know my first Queen album was Classic Queen, mm-hmm. and they threw that on there, so okay, I so think I've were, got a little gotcha. romanticism with it. But. Then Pain is So Close to Pleasure. I, I can't even think of that song I, in I my head. I kind of like that one. All yeah, right. it's got a great bass groove. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I think it's Freddie it and John wrote it. Yeah, it could have been yeah. on Hot Space. And then Definitely. Fr- Friends Will Be Friends is another Mercury Deacon. I guess it's fine. I can't. Yeah. And then Who Wants to Live Forever is great. I like Gimme the Prize. Great. That mm-hmm. rocks. Kurgan's theme, I assume that's a character who breaks yes. this world he's down. The, he's the villain. Yeah. Played by the same man that's voiced uh, Mr. Krabs on uh, Spongebob. Yeah, it's oh, really? Clancy Brown, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Clancy Brown's great. Yeah. Who does he do on the uh, Batman animated series? He's, uh, he's Lex Luthor. He's Lex Luthor. And, yeah, Superman. Uh, Don't Lose Your Heads, the uh, Roger Taylor song. Okay. Princess of the Prince of the Universe is great. Yeah. But as an album, this just doesn't do it yeah. for me. It's no. all over the place. It's all over the place. So this doesn't get much of a spin either for me, ever. When I do yeah. pull it out, I'm like, you know what? I've never given it a kind of magic a try. I haven't really. Uh, so let me do this. And then I'm disappointed every time. Yeah. I'm just like, mm. I think the best thing to come out of it was live at Wembley. Yeah, you know, you're right. Because it was a great tour. They were obviously you know, recharged and raring to go. And, and that was the last tour. Yep. Yeah. That was the last tour because then we didn't know it, but Freddie was not good, mm-hmm. feeling sick. All right. Now the next album comes out, and it's uh, also there's two producers on It's a Kind of Magic. Half of it's produced by Mac, and half of it's produced by David Richards. Yeah, I think David was engineering for Mac and took over some of the production. But then now this becomes their guy. This right. becomes their third right. mm-hmm. Third guy that they lock into, David Richards. And the next album is called uh, The Miracle. And I had high hopes for this just because I kept thinking, The Game, The Works, The Miracle. And I think that's a cool cover. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. It's uh, like you can see all their faces in there, even though half they're sharing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really weird. What do you think, Kyle? Because you're, you're always vocal about. Uh, Stuff. No, I, I like this one. It's weird seeing Freddie without a mustache, but oh yeah, like, you're right. Like yep. on it, but what if he? What if he? What if he? They had him with a mustache, and then the mustache went under everyone's nose. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a big long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I this was this was this was back for me. They were back yeah. for me with this yeah. album. This is pretty good. Possibly, mm-hmm. I think Brian's best '80s guitar playing. And this comes out in uh, May of 89. So, Dave, what, uh, I love, I don't know, are you going to do, well, we'll wait. I'll wait. No, I'm not, I'm not doing a hit. It's, it's one of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, it's, cause it, are all of these credited to Queen? Yes. At this point? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They just decided to, I don't know if it was because of Fred's illness. They just decided to say, screw it. Everybody gets a writing credit. And Let's just share the publishing. Yeah. We're not selling records anymore anyway. Right. Who cares? But I think it was a song by Freddie Mercury, but uh, it's Was It All Worth It? Was it all worth it? Yeah, yeah. Give it all my heart and soul. Staying up all night. Was it all worth it? Ooh, living, breathing, rock and roll. This 
Also, I just want to throw it out there. If any of the listeners are musicians and you want to write a song called Break This World Down, we will play it and we will dedicate it to Dave. It'll be Dave's theme. Dedicated so, to dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. A real uh, motherfucker of a gentleman. See, but I don't know what you're going to play, but I, I love how this album opens with the one-two punch of Party into Khashoggi's ship. Oh, yeah. yeah to Holy, me, it's yeah, just they're, so they're, great. It, it's one of those, you know, living, loving, made, heartbreakers. Yep. You know, they just belong they together. They just belong together. It's so good. So what do you got for us, Ron? Pat, because you've got screwed on two songs, I'm going to let you do the miracle song first. Okay, I don't think you're going to play the one I, I play, I'm going to play, but I'll do, okay. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. I love this song. First of all, in headphones, I didn't pick this one, but Invisible Man in headphones with that boop, 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 yeah. that goes back and forth is crazy. Uh, I picked Breakthrough. I also picked Breakthrough. Did you really? So you would have gotten three. But I've got two, I've got two drops. I've got the intro. Why and don't then... you just take Breakthrough, and then I'll pick another one, because we'll, I have all the songs okay. in my computer. Right. Okay, so Breakthrough. Cool. Just um, just before the guitar solo, there's a great bass breakdown, and they're both just awesome. Roger's on record saying he hates that key change. Why? I don't know. He thinks it's just too... Well, Roger. I don't know. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think that song was initially his baby. But Okay, so I'm going to play... Because I, I had three picked. It was Breakthrough, I Want It All, which was the first single. And it's just killer. Yeah. Just so killer. Um, I love the part where Brian comes in and sings. I'm a man yep. with a one-track mind. It's just great. He calls it like the his who moment in that song. Yeah, yeah. Like, where it's kind of a you know where um, Pete would come in. Yeah. To do a what, what would Pete? He would sing. He would sing. Uh, da, 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 don't cry. Don't yeah. Right. Okay. Um, thank you. I'm a pretty good singer. Um, so I'm going to play Khashoggi Ship, and this is about. Uh, Billionaire Adnan Khashoggi, and he had a ship, 
where they would just uh, party. It would always mm-hmm. be a party. And you know, when you're a billionaire, what do you got to do but party and, and run the country? Uh, so let's hear. Uh, now, was this a real billionaire? This is yes. a real billionaire. Okay. Yeah. It's actually Andrew W.K.'s uh, alter ego. Oh. Yeah. Because he liked to party. They touch upon his arms dealing in the song. Mm, they get to it. When you do, no, that's I, what he meant by drunk my wine, <laughs> sold my arms. I uh, I thought you were serious about it because it's like WK. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe that's what <laughs> it's like his grandfather or something. I want to mention that the UK kept all these these last all these last yep. Queen albums went to number one in the UK. And the miracle actually went up to number twenty four in the U.S. So that was mm-hmm. not bad for eighty nine. Yeah. All right, we're moving on. We're moving on to I think an album that the two of you are fucking crazy for. Yeah, absolutely. Innuendo. Innuendo. Cool album cover. Love it. Love it. I mean, put that on a t shirt all the time. It's great. Came out in February of nineteen ninety one. Also, I do want to mention the Miracle had three B sides, three, yeah. three B sides, and really, uh, Breakthrough is kind of a combination of two songs. Two, they, yeah, he didn't really have anything for that intro to go anywhere, so they just tacked it they on. Just, yep, that's true. Uh, so innuendo. Okay, so this uh, we didn't know this at the time. This would be Freddie's last album. Freddie knew it, so that's why they were just mm. recording, 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 yep. recording, yeah. recording. Whenever he felt good enough to come in and sing he sang Mm -hmm. and i don't know i've never personally known anyone that died from aids but i would assume for him to come in and sing the way he's singing is it's it's the miracle yeah um you guys have seen the queen documentary the days of our lives oh yeah that is so great there's a part in that where Freddie talks about they're out and he's rubbing his leg or scratching his leg and Brian like says what's wrong and he just like shows him his leg yeah and I guess it's yeah the sore sores uh, I guess it's or whatever yeah. yeah I guess it's like mm-hmm. horrific yeah but um but they the band was the band knew Freddie was sick and Freddie did not want them to say anything yep so they and lied. they didn't and I can't imagine you being able to hide anything in 2017 the way you yeah. could in 1991 yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because they were doing, pre- you know, Roger and Brian went out and did press for this, yeah, and were saying, "Oh, uh, Freddie's fine," and oh, listen to the album; he sounds great. Yeah, he sounds great. I mean, mm-hmm. and um, the album comes out in. Let me get this date right. The album comes out in February '91, and Freddie passes in November. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I can remember hearing that on the radio because that's you again. You didn't. You just heard it. You just. It was like. You know, singer Freddie Mercury has passed. It's complications of it, it. It was just like I was like, "What the?" Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not. I mean, Bowie died, but he was also sixty-seven. Freddie was not sixty-seven. Yeah, he was forty-five, and, and you didn't even know he was sick. Yeah, it's crazy. 
So anyway, so but this is what this is. Um, this was the last proper Queen album that mm-hmm. they left us with, and they really left us with something amazing. Yeah. So hard to pick a song on this one. Yeah, and and you can really hear, you know, when when Fred starts to realize his time is kind of running out. Yeah. He he lays all his cards on the table. Yeah. You know, he just sings the living shit out of everything he can. Right. So the one I chose was um, one that uh, Fred put together with Mike Moran uh, called All, All God's People. So all you people Here's where critics get it so wrong. There's two, I'm reading, these, this is what Rolling Stone said about this album. Innuendo is so lightweight, you'll forget it as soon as it's over. And then cut to December. Hey, Innuendo oh, is one of the greatest yeah. opus. It, it's one of the Rolling Stones sucks. First of all, they get just, there's a couple bands that they never understood, I don't think. Yeah. You know, like Led Zeppelin, Queen. Mm. You know, they just, they always panned them. Yeah, and let me tell you, I love Bruce Springsteen, but for Rolling Stone to give Bruce Springsteen a five-star review every single time he has an album out is ridiculous because mm-hmm. these last couple of Springsteen albums are not five out of, they may right. be five out of ten, Yeah, but they're not five out of five stars. They should they should do a section called like like every month or something called like We Fucked Up. We Fucked Up. And re-review like yeah. a classic album and put post the original review yeah. and then like re-review it. Oh, they tore Jazz a new asshole. You know, it's just... Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah you, if you look through, you know, all the Wikipedia because they've got the, you know, the reviews yeah, yeah. and, you know, it's like all the British publications, they're getting fours and fives yeah. and, you know, two and a half or Even one if it was the enemy that didn't, it wasn't their cup of tea at the time. Right. You know. Yeah. How can you give Queen, I mean, one of the most amazing singers of all time, mm-hmm. undeniable, a guitar player that has a tone that as soon as you hear it, you know what band it is. Yeah. A bass player that's laying down funky hip grooves constantly mm-hmm. and a rock solid drummer. I mean, who also, and three of those guys also sing yeah. and they all write songs. Mm-hmm. That is a recipe for breaking through the world. <laughs> breaking to the top of the earth. Now is through spelled T-H-R-U? Sure, why yeah. not? Through. So what's your song? Has now? an umlaut over the U? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm skipping over to you because you just keep getting hosed on this episode. All so. right. Uh, but I can always go to you. Okay. I don't even know. Kyle, what's the song? What's... Which, what letter does the song have that I had picked? I. Okay. I went with I'm Going Slightly Mad. Okay. I'm one card short of a full deck. I'm not quite the shilling. One wave short of a shipwreck. 
I'm not my usual topic I'm coming down with a fever I'm ready out to see This kettle is burning over I think I'm a banana tree Oh dear I'm going slightly mad Slightly mad. It finally happened, happened. I can remember um, also the videos for this. They shoot Freddie in a way that he doesn't look, they kind of elongate mm-hmm. the. You, you can tell something's wrong, or at least, you yeah, know, especially. And, and when, he's got like a, not a beard, but he's got like a Miami Vice. Yeah, like yeah. five o'clock. Yeah, which probably hides the fact that he's Campus really, curve, really gone. And, yeah. yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not a doctor like Ron is. Ron obviously knows a lot more. Ron remembers biology class from 1993. I can remember when I first heard Headlong on the radio, and I was like, what the Mm -hmm. fuck is this? I mean, Headlong, look, this guy at Rolling Stone that said you forget it after you hear it, you never forget Headlong. You never, ever, ever forget that song. So And... Almost nothing about this album is lightweight. Every, no. Everything, you know, yeah. even, you know, I'm going slightly mad, which, you know, could be just a nice, airy little you synth know, number. Yeah. yeah. But it's so deep and heavy for, you know, a collection of Bon Mo's. Yep. And there's a song about Freddie's cat, Delilah, and it's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, it says that was released as a single in Thailand only and went to number one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a delicacy. Cats are a delicacy there. So they thought their song about their favorite food. I don't know if anything that's true. Ron, you might know better. You're a doctor. What's your song, Ron? Um, Well, I thought you were going to play Headlong. I honestly did. So I specifically did not choose Headlong. Tell you what, if we can all agree, do you want our play out song tonight to be Headlong? Let's do that. Okay, cool. Uh, This one is, you um, you know, throughout the years... Um, you know, with the internet, you know, it's come out who had the ideas for a lot of the songs. Yeah. Um, you know, even because they were all credited to Queen. Even though, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, Headlong and um, I Can't Live With You were supposed to be on Brian's solo album. Oh, I Can't Live With You but, was great, too. But he, you know, he's like, no, I'm, I'm going to have Freddie sing these because he yeah. sings them better than I ever could. Um, but this one is a Roger track. Um, it's very... Percussive. It's you know it's kind of a you know new take on Rocket almost. Uh, it's called Ride the Wild Wind. Great song. It's a great song. Yep. Sometimes I get so low. I just have to ride. Let me take your hand. Let me be your guide. Ooh, ride the wild wind. Gonna ride the wild wind 
there's not a bad guitar solo on this album. No, it's it, the whole thing is solid. Mm-hmm. And after this album comes out is when Ron and I start to get into Queen. <laughs> <laughs> this it took you that long. We were Wayne's Prime, World kids. Prime yeah. time. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so we had all of this to go back on. But and, that and was it, that it, must it, have been amazing. It was phenomenal. Oh, 92 was a was, was a fun year. Uh, that spring, we got into Queen, uh, got our first drum set. It was just, you know, it was just a, a great spring yeah. and summer. How do you rank uh, Roger as a drummer? Oh, he's probably top five for me. Who are, who else is up there? Uh, John Bonham and mm, heard of Come on. Uh, Alex. I think those three would be my favorite, my top three. Buddy Rich. <laughs> Gene Krupa. I love both of those guys, but not... Rock drummers, but all right. But yeah, I'd say Bonzo and Roger and Alex. Did uh, you listen Cozy to Powell too? Did you listen to um, our Kenny Aronoff episode? Oh, I love Kenny's playing too. You should get his book; it's great. You yeah, love it. Yeah. I use his drumsticks. I use his Vic Firth <laughs> signature series. <laughs> Excellent. That guy. He he. When I signed, when he signed these books for me, he said, "Just come over to my drum studio." Yeah, that he's was, a cool dude. He's the cool dude. Mm-hmm. He was so cool. Like, I was ready to go, like, after a half hour, and I ended up being there for, like, over an hour because he was just like, and his kit was there. I bet if I would have said, would you play something for me? Fuck yeah, man. I'll play. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Yeah, I was, I was at a Percussive Arts Society convention, and he was in the row ahead of me and was throwing spitballs at Liberty DeVito, uh, Billy Joel's drummer. <laughs> sure, Liberty loved that. Oh, he's, he was like, who the hell's... Oh, it's Kenny. Okay. Oh, hey, Kenny. <laughs> Uh, so now we're moving on to uh, a posthumous album. Did I say the mm-hmm. word right? Posthumous? Sure. Yeah. Do you ever go to an Italian place and get posthumous? Love it. I love <laughs> it with a red sauce. Yeah. <laughs> this is an album called uh, Made in Heaven. Another great album cover. It's oh, a statue of Freddie. And then on the back, it's the other band members, but just their backs yeah. to us. But you know who everyone is because of the hair and everything. Yeah. Um, Made in Heaven, this is like just vocal tracks and stuff they had, and they just... A lot uh, of Freddie's solo stuff reworked. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Which kind of shows you, if you listen to those tracks, you know, the power of all four of them together. Yep. You know, yeah. Those are some well-written songs yeah. on Freddie's solo album, but you, you know, paint them with the queen brush. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not mm-hmm. that big a fan of Mr. Bad Guy. No. No. No, I mean... The bones are there. Yeah. They're good songs. Yep. But, you know, with, with Brian's guitar in yeah, there. And everything else. John the other Roger guys. Makes yeah. makes a big difference. So what do you got? Now, when I first, when I moved out here in 95, I worked at Universal Studios. I was looking for the guy's name and I cannot find it. But I worked at Universal Studios. I was a tour guide. And this other guy was a tour guide. And he had, uh, he was, uh, he, had a, he had a mustache and he had, you know, short black hair. And we got to talking one day. And he is Freddie Mercury. It was fake. <laughs> we, got to, we got to talking one day about music, and, and Queen came up, and he said, I sing in a Queen cover band. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, we're playing at, at, at this place this week. This guy was phenomenal. I mean, and I'm so bummed that I can't remember his name. But um, so when, uh, when this album came out, uh, at the Roxy, they did an album listening party, and then the Queen cover band 
played, and he asked me, he goes, will you come host this, uh, host this show tonight? Oh, so wow. I got to do stand-up, and then I got to introduce the, the new album, and I got to hear it for the first time wow. at, at the Roxy, and then they blew the roof off the place. And, uh, but again, that was you know, 22 years ago now, so I, yeah. wow. I don't remember the guy's name. But um, yeah, I think that, I mean, I, li- I would listen to this album more than Kind of Magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you got for us? So I went with you know one of my favorites from the album, and it's you know one of their two kind of Christmassy songs, other than Jesus apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, a win- for the season, Dave. That's right. Is a winter's, winter's tale. tale. Just lyrical, gorgeous. Winter fall, red skies are gleaming. Seagulls are flying over Swans are floating by Smoking chimney tops Am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? The night's drawing There's a sin Man, it's great. And he sang that from the grave. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, well, ran, was, they that, ran cables. <laughs> that was a weird thing, because wasn't that the same month that the Beatles released the tracks that they had worked with, like the Lost Lennon Was tracks? that in 95, too? Yeah, they I released think that uh, was like that Free as a month. Bird and Real Love? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's creepy. They should have released a duet with Freddie and uh, Lennon. Doing Life is Real. Yeah. Yeah, because weren't they... Working on something at some point? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I, I really think they were. I don't know, Dave. It's just so dismissive. <laughs> uh, big brother. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a thing where uh, a guy, a news reporter, doesn't know he's on, on the air. He's like remote, and the woman, let's say her name's Patty, she's like, so Mark, are we, what, how's it going out there? He goes, I don't know, Patty. <laughs> And then he's like, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm on. I'm on. He's like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry, Pat. You should try to see if you can find that guy that doesn't know. We'll do it live. We'll do it fucking live. <laughs> what a dick. What an asshole. Yeah. Here's what I say about that. Let me, did you find it? No. Okay, keep looking. <laughs> that Bill O'Reilly clip from, uh, what was that? Extra or whatever the show was, was Inside Edition. Yeah. Whoever was in charge of that show, executive producing that show, but was his boss. When that happened that day and the boss saw that tape, Bill O'Reilly should have been brought into the office and told, you're going to apologize to everyone that was on the set that day. And if that happens again, you're fired. Mm -hmm. Because obviously that guy got away. Sorry to get political. That guy got away with that type of shenanigans his entire life. And no one told him no. Mm Mm-hmm. That drives me crazy. Is he a weather guy? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Is he out like for mudslides or something? Maybe. Let's see. Let's see what it says. Around Western Washington, and uh, we're going to get a look at how that will affect your morning. I'd be happy, man. Rangers to me are a sinking ship. And we'll check back in with Tom in just a little bit. In the meantime, that rain is definitely. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That That's wasn't it. It's really hard to find if you type in reporter really doesn't know he's on TV. Just type in newscaster and I don't know in quotes. 
I don't know. He's like, I don't know, Patty. She's so demissed, like he hates her. <laughs> I really hope her name is Patty. I don't know what her name is. Uh, I mean, they're just like hours of this because there are so many local shows and everyone's dumb. So I don't this has know. I nothing. This has nothing to do with our show tonight either. But let's play one more. I just closed it. I didn't tell you to close it. You like this? I do. You love when we find <laughs> stuff and you're able to play it. Uh, Is there any good local newscast? No, they're all awful. They're in the, like they don't know how to white balance their cameras. Um, That's what pisses me off all the time. The, just, white, the white just, balance. Oh, yeah. It's just yellow. It's racist. <laughs> to address a situation that has become a talking point in this community over the past weekend. Oh, wait, no, that's not oh. it. That's like an ad thing. That, that sounded like it could be it. No. That's one reporter gets called fat. I don't know. I can't find it. Oh, oh, wait, wait. I think I might have found it. Hold on. This might be, no, that's, no, that's from, no, that's not it. <laughs> Speech from Network. Yeah. Where is it? <laughs> oh, it's so great. I'll find it. We'll play it on another episode. It has nothing, nothing to do with music or comedy. <laughs> okay, what's your song, Ron? Uh, my song is one that they um, didn't actually have all of the vocal. They had snippets of lines. Uh, it wasn't a fully realized song. Okay. Um, and David Richards gets credit for kind of making the whole thing happen producer on this one um it's called you don't fool me and i love it because it is i think the most 1991 sounding song you know it's just the synths on it remind me of you know the pop songs that i was listening to in that year just you know that kind of um uh that that piano sound that you know was on a lot of mm -hmm. the r&b tracks and stuff like that so this is you don't fool me you don't fool me Another one that has a horrible video. Because <laughs> yeah. they made, they had like filmmakers do specialized videos for all the songs. Yeah. And that one is like a mopey mid-90s club kid. You can, know, you, just, uh, can you buy those? Um, I don't know if you can anymore. Um, I know they released, it's like, it's called Made in Heaven, the films. Okay. Um, and I think s some of the ones were on the Greatest Flicks 3 VHS. But that was never released on DVD. No. Damn it. Not in the U.S. anyway. Do you guys have any VHS cassettes at your house? I still have some of, like, 
Queen stuff that I hasn't just, been transferred. Yet. I just threw them all out because I was like, I'm never going to transfer it. And if I do transfer it, I'm never going to watch it. So I just got rid of it. So reevaluate your life around. <laughs> My song from this album is uh, Too Much Love Will Kill You. Yeah. I'm just the shadow of the man I used to be. And it seems like there's no way out of this fog. I used to bring you sunshine. Now all I ever do is bring you down How would it be if you were standing in my shoes? Can't you see that it's impossible to choose? No, there's no making sense of it Everywhere I go I'm bound to to September 15th, 2008. What do you got for us from the Cosmos Rocks? <laughs> Queen plus Paul Rogers. I, I, didn't, I didn't bring anything from Ron, that. Ron, do you have something from that for us? Um, no. Okay. Yeah. So, Brian, so that happened. Brian and, um, and Roger, they were, they were touring with Paul Rogers and they go into the studio and they make a studio album. And now... Were you guys excited when this album dropped? Very Absolutely. excited. Very excited. Yeah. And you, you put it in the player and couldn't be a bigger disappointment. If it, I mean, it is just, it's, it's unlistenable. Like, I don't even know. I think there, there's an EP worth of album like, there. I like the song Say It's Not True. Yeah, that was good. Like that reworked version of yeah. that was good. But man, this is just this is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is complete bullshit. And it doesn't does this do does this sell anything? Does it do anything? No one likes this. Yeah. Uh Paul Rogers fans don't like it. Queen fans don't like it. I wish it never happened. I think I think mm-hmm. Cosmos Rocks is a good song live because they can mm-hmm. open up a little bit. Yeah. But other than that. Who plays bass on this album? Brian May does. Yeah. Taylor Hawkins does backing vocals on Sea Liberty. Mm-hmm. That's a good song. I yeah. think that's. This is rough. It's a rough album. So we didn't yeah. include it. <laughs> All right. Did we cover it? Do you think we could? Is there anything you guys want to say about Queen that maybe we didn't talk about? Did we cover it? I think we did. Yeah. What do you think, Kyle? Sounded good to me. What do you like better, Queen or Opera? <laughs> I like a night at the Opera. Of course you do. <laughs> so here's what we got. We are at Rock Solid Show on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Everyone who listens by now knows that. 
I don't know why we keep saying oh, maybe because if, if someone's looking up a queen mm-hmm. episode and they happen All right, upon that's it, true. that's true. That's true. Uh, I'm at Pat underscore Francis. You're at Kyle Dots and Funny. Yes. Uh, you're at uh, Break the World Down. At Break the <laughs> yep. World Down, uh, 2017. Yep. Now, what is your handle? Uh, at Beerman Dave on Twitter. Beerman Dave. I don't, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> Ron, where are you? <laughs> I'm at Ronnie Aces. Ronnie Aces. Now, is that like is that when you go out and play live? Do you you go out by Ronnie Aces? No. Do you ever sit down and play along with the Queen albums? All the time. That's basically how I learned how to play drum set. That's how you learned? Yeah. And uh, can you keep up? Oh, yeah. You think you can? Oh, yeah. Or you can? I can. All right. Do you sing along too? Sometimes. Where does this happen to where you're not disturbing the rest of the the people around your place? It's... I have drum set up at a studio, and I go, and I just beat the hell out of it. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, okay, look, Dave and Ron, you did a great job. Oh, thank you, Pat. Thanks, Pat. Kyle, Pick it good, up. good <laughs> to have, for being here. Good to have you back. <laughs> Let's plug the uh, Patreon again. Okay, Patreon. Is it patreon.com? Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to support the show. Uh, for a one-time donation of $10,000, you can surf with Murray anytime you want. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully he shows up. There's, there's actually a thing there. I'm not going to lie about this. And it's not fake. It says for $2,000, you come out here, you stay at my house, we record a podcast in the rock room, and then we go to a concert at the Canyon Club. Yeah. And I'll hang out with you uh, for the whole weekend. It says swimsuit is not optional. Is that what it says? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, but yeah, but the other things are you want to you be eligible to win prizes. That's just a $2 tier. If you want to get uh, other stuff, you know, if you want the daily, the weekly content, it's $10 a month, whatever. But anyway. Yeah. The, the $5 tier is, you know, ASAP club. Yep. So, yeah. That's great because the, the episodes that we recorded uh, at the time of this record, one of them isn't going to be out for months and months. And those people got it today. Yeah. Because so. I sent it. And I'm, I'm on this. I, I produce it and send it out immediately. This Queen episode, ASAP Club, is going to have it, you know, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So with, you know, Ron's songs edited out, but still. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, thanks, thanks for yeah, flying. Thank you. Uh, congratulations on getting married. Thank you. Congratulations on you playing your drums in a studio. <laughs> and what you're saying again, what do you want to tell people? The takeaway from this episode? If you don't think, look, if you're down on yourself and you think that people are are getting more than you and and you're just not living up to your potential. Dave Hansen wants to tell you that you can break the world down. <laughs> you can break the world down. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, Tony Robbins doesn't have a saying as good as that. Hashtag break the world down. Break the world down. It's the name of Paul Stanley's next solo album. Let me tell you something. My next solo album is going to be called Break the World Down. People come up to me and they say, Paul, not say what. And they say, Paul, if you had one piece of advice for me, what would it be? I say, you got to do what Dave Hansen does. You got to break the world down. One, two, three. All right, let's close it out from 1991. This song kicks fucking earth headlong on Rock Solid. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. Here we go from the beginning. Oh, I got to listen a little bit. 
rushing headlong. You got a new goal, and you're rushing headlong.